2: Everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, a podcast about teenagers and the attitude that yeah, they no. have. There's this-
3: teenagers, there's attitude, what more do you need?
2: It's all here. This is probably the most uh, most like appropriate our podcast title has been for the episode in a while. Probably more than ever.
4: This is probably the closest that we'll ever get to an episode mimicking mean girls.
3: I feel like the title started ironically, but, like, we're finally coming into it here. It took fucking five years, but here we are. Yeah, so that's the thing, is, like, we've had a ton of conversations where
2: people are like, yeah, this show is, like, half, like, superheroes, half, like, Melrose Place, or, like, Saved by the Bell, or some teen, like, drama or a sitcom or something. The thing is, usually it's not actually that much of that second thing. It, the,
3: the second thing is usually a very, like... Basic by the numbers, wrapping around the you know two minutes of Sentai footage I have to work with.
2: Yeah, but like this one, this one, is like we'll 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 fucking get into it. But like, there's no monster this week.
3: <laughs> no, there's really not.
2: There isn't. The uh, monster okay. was
1: man.
2: The mon the, the monster, monster was, was hormones. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but okay, let let's, let, let me properly introduce folks. Hi, folks. You might have noticed, uh, Zach is out this week. Uh, cause, you know, peek behind the curtain, uh, we lost our buffer, uh, a while back because it's 2020 and goddamn it. Uh, but we, we wanted to do a makeup episode, but to make that
3: happen. So wait, Mike, Mike, you're saying the podcast hasn't been social distancing?
2: Oh, it has. It always has. Uh, we, I mean, We've always recorded remotely, you know this. Uh, but I've, I've in order to get another podcast episode so we have our buffer back and so Eric doesn't die. Uh, I, I've had to, I've had to wrangle a bunch of folks who uh, who we haven't had in a while. So hi, I'm Mike and joining me. Uh, I'm gonna start by who's been on most recently the least uh, Greg. We have Greg.
4: Hey everybody.
2: All right. Uh, and hey, yeah, I'm sure a lot of folks listening to this are gonna be really excited. We've got Lexi.
3: Hey, hi. Uh, so this is this is a like teen drama podcast of some sort. I've been led to believe. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, not familiar, but glad to glad to be uh, asked to uh, to guest. I I hope I can keep up.
4: Now, Lexi, Lexi just you- make sure that you don't get this mixed up with teenagers with part time jobs at other podcasts that we've talked about.
1: Yeah, that was uh, an in, what? that
4: was an inside joke
1: for a I love jokes. At least.
3: I hope they to be a love part them. of one someday. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the best inside jokes are the ones where the person you're directing them at yes. doesn't understand what you're talking
4: exactly. about. Exactly. Uh, there will be probably two people who get it.
2: But yeah, Alexi, you've uh you you were on this uh you were on this podcast for like 4 years. It's it's how we became friends, don't you remember?
3: I remember I remember a friend's podcast.
0: Don't lie to me. That... I've never been friends with anyone.
1: <laughs> I remember.
3: Boy, let's see. I remember talking about the movie Mouse Hunt. That was a good time. Yeah, that, well, that,
2: I, I assume that was a good time. I wasn't there for that one.
3: I. This is more of a waking nightmare than a memory, but I do remember something about aliens with some sort of Borg.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was about Star Trek. We did. We did Star Trek for a while. Yeah. Uh, also joining us uh, and has been gone for like a really long time. It's we got Dustin. Hi, I haven't been on here since Mighty
0: Morphin, which I think means I have just completely skipped like three eras of Power Rangers. <laughs>
3: You have skipped both the heights and the lows, I think, of the yeah, franchise I, 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 so far. Well, actually, <laughs> both of you, those are in
0: Zeo. Actually, I think I might have done one of the ninja episodes. I can't remember.
2: Okay, so that that was season three because we have some, we've had some guests who, and like, and these aren't people like we lost touch with. We have people who we're still friends with who haven't been on since season one. Yeah, but like, just because we're all so, doing other podcasts now. <laughs> Yeah, well, because we're all fucking adults. Also, and it's hard to get people together. <laughs> also, this
0: honestly, this podcast is at this point more idol on than it is teenagers with attitudes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like that, it was going to come up
0: eventually. I but on <laughs> crossover up here. <laughs>
3: I'm so mad Molly, this is Molly's one day off of podcasting this week, because I wanted this to be a total Idol on Rock takeover. (laughs) Yeah, we we invited
2: her, because it's been forever. I think she was on, like, two Christmases ago was the last episode we had Molly on, (laughs) and she was just like, I'm recording six podcasts this week, the the day you're asking me to guest is the only one I'm not, I'm sorry, I can't.
3: (laughs) Now, come on, this is Molly, she did not say I'm sorry.
0: That's true. I'm trying to figure out what those six podcasts would be because I could like I can name like
2: probably four of them. I'm not sure what the other two are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah, we're we're it's teenagers with attitude. We're here to talk about some some fucking Power Rangers. Uh, we're here to talk about season kind one. Of, uh, we're
3: kind of here to talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> the Power kind Ranger part isn't super yeah, important to the one. I don't think There there's
2: some Power Rangers in this episode. But before we get going, because we do have. Uh, three guests, or at least people who haven't been on for a while. Uh, Lexi, I honestly don't know if you count as a guest because you're technically part of the
3: crew. I mean, I, uh, I did help found the podcast, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, are are, are you planning on coming back for next season? I know yeah, you hate no, Turbo so much. I, I mean, we'll have to. I'll have to see how things line up. But like, In Space is the series of Power Rangers I have the most like memory of. Lexi's like the, like I the,
0: watched the most. Lexi's like the Tommy of Teenagers with Attitude, oh. where she's oh, really in no. the integral Ew. to the oh. first season, then just goes away, like retires for a while, then eventually comes back in one of the later seasons and everyone's really happy to see her again. That now, was the
3: meanest thing you could have <laughs> said to, about her. <laughs> Although, in Dustin's defense, I was phoning it in for a while as I was getting more and more disillusioned with the thing I was a part of. <laughs>
2: So. That's true. That's true, and and also you you're, you're coming back now. Like you're clearly like you're dressed in white, and also like a a, a brown coat to hint at your future colors. Uh, but you're not quite there yet.
3: I Mike, I thought you said we were recording this remotely. I am very <laughs> concerned at h- how you're clocking my wardrobe like this. Drone cat. Well, I was
2: joking. Did I did I nail it? Did <laughs> I guess
3: correctly? No, no, I'm wearing fucking sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that would have
4: been really impressive.
0: Bold of you to assume we're wearing clothes right now.
3: (laughs) Listen, it gets really Uh, hot up here recording podcasts sometimes. It's November. I'm not doing that. Not even for a bit. (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm in Arizona. I
2: can't promise anything. All right. Well, fair, fair. Uh, But because we do at the very least have three people who haven't been on for a while... We got a thing we got to do, and again, I'm going to go in order of who's been on the most recently. So, Greg, yes. has anything Power Rangers related happened to you since you were last on?
4: I can thankfully say no.
2: That's the right answer. That's the right answer. As 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 we all know, if you say yes, you become part of the podcast. Mm. Oh no! That's how we got Fabby. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Lexi. I mean, you're kind of already part of the podcast, so like, you're not really in any danger here, but has anything Power Rangers-related happened to you since you were last on? I don't think so. I that, that's, that's been the main upside to not being on, is you haven't had to think yeah, about Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, I was
3: going to say, most of the Power Rangers-related things that have happened to me in the last five years have been a direct result of this podcast. <laughs> um, fair, fair. Yeah, I don't know. They put out a couple, they put out a few toys that I was kind of like, "Ah, I could I could see myself owning that, but then have not bought." If there's a handful of like MMPR related merch that they never got around to making before the toy line changed hands, and if the uh Lightning Collection ever gets around to that, I'll probably dive in for that just cuz I hate having an incomplete collection, but until that day happens, the only Power Rangers-related activity that's going to happen around here is if a giant monster attacks the city.
2: All right. And you know what? I'm just I'm just going to ask, because, like, again, you are a founding member, and it's been a while, and I'm, I'm sure uh, the listeners miss you as much as we do. I was just like,
3: how, how have you
2: been since, <laughs> since, since you've been on?
3: Jesus Christ. When was the last time I was on? How long ago was that? It
4: might have been when Jesus Christ was around.
2: Yeah, it was toward the <laughs> beginning of the year, because we definitely had you on when Turbo started.
3: Okay, so it's been 2020. So <laughs> 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 how have I been is a very relative question, but eh, I don't know, I'm all right. Got a new job. All right. All right. Got a new job. I've been doing you know, doing idle on doing uh some other some other projects. I will get to at plug time. Um you did you did literally
2: turn into a fox. The the so I mean, you know, con- congratulations on how on on how well the the hormone therapy's going. You did literally <laughs> Morph into a woodland creature.
3: Yeah, it's been uh, you know, it's been it's been interesting experiencing winter for the first time. Uh, my my apartment is actually this isn't a joke. My apartment is covered in hair, but <laughs> I just have long hair. I haven't had a haircut since uh, COVID started. It's no, nah, nah, I feel
2: you. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. Bad
2: news. I I went and bought like a beard trimmer, and I've just been giving myself buzz cuts. It's been something. Nah, yeah,
3: no, that's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's rough, like, shit's getting real tangled, this, curly hair needs upkeep, you know? Yeah, yeah, it turns out. But, yeah, I did, have, I've been good. Yeah. All right, and
2: not to, not to, not to take over, but I ever, have I ever told y'all the story about how, like, back in high school, I actually had hair down to my butt?
3: No. This sounds yeah, I, familiar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I grew my hair out and it, it, I had a ponytail that went all the way down to my ass and I had a goatee going. Uh, oh my! Because wow! Because I well because I because I was a fat guy and I wanted to have a goatee to make it look like I had a chin. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, yep. And uh, I, I, after a while, I realized like I'm literally the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I need to get rid of this. Like- yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> And yeah, and, and eventually, like, it just, like, and here's the thing I didn't grow my hair out to make like a fashion statement. I grew it out because I was lazy and I was like, I'm going to just stop getting haircuts. I, and it turned out that was more work. So I was like, eh.
3: I did that my senior year of high school. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm tired of getting it cut short every few months. I'm just going to grow it out and see what happens. And it turns out what happens when I don't cut my hair for a year is it's awful.
0: Yeah, it becomes way more pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs>
3: Because the problem yeah. is I have curly hair, but those curls only really come out when it gets longer than a couple of inches. So yeah. if I go from short hair to long hair, there is about a year's worth of time where it is... And I'm pretty sure there's photo, photographic evidence of this from a few years ago of just... It is just a nightmare because, you know, blocks are going every which way and there's not enough weight to it to actually, like, pull them into anything that's manageable. So it's just... well,
2: So... You want to know what the the dumbest thing I had to do with my long hair was? Uh, so I got a job at McDonald's. Oh, and, oh no! Yeah, first job, <laughs> and I had the long ponytail. Here's the thing: I didn't want to cut it. So what I did to get around that uh, was I shirt? braided it. I, I braided it and then tucked it into the back of my shirt. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad
1: time.
2: <laughs> but okay, so I I, I kind of hijacked that. Uh, Dustin. Hi, yes. Has uh, anything Power Ages related happened to you since you were last on?
0: Uh, probably the closest thing is I recently played uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, uh, which is a game by Vanillaware, uh, where... 13 melodramatic teenagers pilot Mecha in order to save their city from kaiju.
3: Yeah, no, this all sounds like some very and shit.
0: It's extremely. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's also honestly really good. Uh, I, I got my friend Melissa to play it, and I also I think Luke starred it as well. I'm not sure how far he got into it, but he definitely tweeted out uh, a, a picture of it um, at some point. But yeah... Uh, I really like Thirteen Sentinels. It it went places I was not expecting, but that's the closest thing that's happened to me. Uh, nothing explicitly Power Rangers, thankfully. Okay,
4: I'd say that's a pretty safe answer.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's that's, that's safe. You're, but you're on thin ice. Yeah,
3: that's, in that, that's thin thin ice. not that's it... that But we're keeping an eye on them. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I don't really have a news segment or anything, cause, like, we got we got three guests and I figured we'd have a little time to shoot the shit at the start, so, are y'all ready to, uh, to talk about some, uh, fucking weird episode of Power Rangers, even by Power Ranger standards? Hell yeah. Sure, yeah, I'm sure. down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we're here to discuss Power Rangers Turbo Season 1, Episode 42, The Rival Rangers, and... As we get started, uh, the title I'm, I'm set going to be make... up
0: for something that was far more interesting than what actually happened. Oh, well, yeah,
2: you I'm thought, glad you I thought wasn't this the was going to be one of like that. the 30 Evil Ranger episodes? Yeah, you,
3: no. No, you say more interesting, but then I think about Lord Zed's Dark Rangers or whatever. An and.
2: No, <laughs> listen, there's a lot of things you could say about the Dark Rangers. Boring and uninteresting is not one of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have no boring in the fact that they can't move. Uh, but,
2: <laughs> but so there's, there's a, there's a pledge I want to make just remembering, uh, previous times, uh, that we've had Lexi on after she's been gone for a little while. Uh, I am not going to try to explain anything that's going on here Thank unless someone you. asks. Okay.
0: Thank so, you for because very much.
2: Because this, this, uh. There's a lot going on in this episode that, like, has explanations in previous episodes, but there's a lot that isn't, and I'm not going to make a distinction.
3: We straight <laughs> up cold open on what feels like the middle of a villain plan.
2: Yes, we, we, we open on a, a ball of highways, and we cut God, into— that is what that
3: is, isn't it?
2: Yeah. What the hell?! Is that okay? Are you legitimately asking yeah, what no, the hell? Because yeah, I could tell to you. Me this. Okay, that in the Sentai, that is that is the home planet of like the evil, uh, the like Bezark. motorcycle gang alien race. And okay, it's, it's like yeah, it's like a planet made out of traffic jams. <laughs> and oh God! Power Rangers—they turned that into like devatox like space base. Like it's supposed to be a space station. Isn't she
0: a pirate though? Yeah, well, so... What happened to her pirate ship? (laughs) Why would she have a highway planet as her home base if she's a pirate?
2: Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna actually explain shit. So, like, her brother showed up and was like, Hey, I built you a space station. And she's like, Okay, cool. And then her submarine flies out of the water and goes into the space station. And she's just been there ever since. I
3: have a question. Was it ever explained how or why they were on Earth?
2: Uh, To get revenge on the Power Rangers for defeating her in the movie. Oh,
3: okay. I see movie yeah. tie-in. Got it.
4: Also, we don't get yeah, an yeah. explanation as to why her brother was a robot.
3: <laughs> He's a weird alien man. Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. I feel <laughs> like I feel like being a robot is just like almost like a career choice in the Sometimes Power Rangers families universe. Families are complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, look well, at the, the look at the uh, Revolta Repulsa family. Like, there's no there's no sense to be made of that. <laughs> It's it's nonsense. I will say this about her brother, uh, a guy by the name of General
2: Havoc. And this isn't me explaining anything. This is just just me saying something. Uh, he was actually really cool, and it sucked that he left after like five episodes. Oh.
3: <laughs> that seems to be the so. way most of the best characters on the show go, though. Uh, I
0: will say, yeah. Diva Talks Rest- displays some pretty powerful acting in this one scene she's in for this episode. And I really wish I had got to experience more of
2: her. I mean, there is a lot of her to experience. This this there's... is a season that has the a lot. Like, there's one thing that really distinguishes Turbo from every previous season is the main villain does a lot in Turbo because she is purely an American creation. Like Divatox does a lot, and a lot of it is great.
3: If I recall, uh, she is loosely based on a character from the Sentai. But she has.
2: There's a character that she correlates within the Sentai, and like sometimes in episodes they have her do the thing that her Sentai counterpart did.
3: But but yeah, yeah it's not there. None of her footage is repurposed. It's all
1: yeah. yeah like this. All, this is just, just an, an actress movie. in the oh. yeah yeah.
3: And yeah, no, I have uh, a lot. I have a lot of things to say about Eva Talks, but one thing I can't deny is she does a lot of acting. Yeah. Just like <laughs> the most acting.
2: So much acting that it took two women to do it.
3: <laughs> uh. I mean, so that's true of most of the most of the female villains of this show to this point. That's true. That is that is yeah. very true. Uh, so yeah, so they're they're bringing her some treasure,
2: and uh, I think she's counting and she's go ahead.
3: I was just gonna say, I I granted I didn't watch a lot of. Uh, Turbo but I think this is the first episode Of Turbo I've seen where they actually Get treasure like a pirate would
2: She's had treasure Lying around like the entire time uh, In fact In the in the shrinking episode they were Interacting with like giant cold coins a lot But yeah I think this is the first time someone's Like bringing in like a haul of gold Like they just did some piracy Off screen I think, And I wish we'd have seen I it. think this show should have more piracy in it Yeah yeah, I feel like Promise the Pirate space Queen pirates? Village should do some pirating yeah. on screen.
4: <laughs> and we'll never actually get any pirates.
2: Yeah. Uh, never. So she's <laughs> she's talking about how, like, okay, Porto, uh, uh, you built me another Zord, uh, but I'm not going to drive this one. You're going to drive this one because you're a fucking nerd and the last one went
3: south and I'm going to make you do it. See, this He's is like, this is where I was like, I am so glad I don't get explanations for anything because another Zord raises so many questions I don't want answered. <laughs> uh, so, what's
2: what's great about this is like Porto Porto is the Finster equivalent, right?
1: He definitely and she looks is sending
2: it. him yeah. out into battle, like. Like, Finster did some field work, but imagine imagine Rita or Zed being like, Okay, Finster, just go out there and beat the shit out of Jason. Go.
0: Yeah, I think the difference is that, like, it seems that uh, Divatox's minions use vehicles, or at least a a giant mecha suit in this case. Uh, Whereas, like, Rita's style was to just make a thing bigger. And, like, you can make Finster bigger, but you can still break him like a twig because he's just a lame wizard
2: man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, they do they do use a lot of vehicles in the season, and I'm I'm just breaking my own rule that I said all over the place. But uh, this is a season with like where the villains have like multiple flying cars and five evil swords by the end of the season. Apparently, like there's just there's a lot of vehicles, uh, which makes sense, like because it's a car season, you know.
1: Sure. The
4: surprising thing is considering the main like one of the main points of the show was to try and sell the robots that we never really saw the evil guys swords. I don't think we saw them as toys.
2: I don't know, maybe. I don't I don't know how much merch Turbo was making, because this is like this is like when when Power Rangers was kind of in its first slump. If I remember correctly, I think it was something that like Turbo was doing really bad, and then they did the cast change halfway through, and things started to pick up again.
1: Yeah, yeah I, th- I don't th- think I Turbo think so. was
3: huge in the merch department. At least I don't recall seeing a lot of Turbo merch compared to yeah Mighty Morphin. I mean, I'm or sure even Zio.
2: wanted it to be, but like they didn't, they, it wasn't selling, so they didn't make much.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but so yeah, so Divatox is like Porto. You're gonna you're gonna fucking uh, pilot the Zord and he's not happy about it but yeah i get
3: the sense this is as much a punishment for him as it is anything
2: yeah yeah she she likes being mean to her minions
3: which i mean you know makes sense that's why you, that's what you have minions for
2: yeah so we cut down to the gym and juice bar and uh, ashley is teaching a dance class to some little girls <laughs>
3: yep that's what's happening <laughs> yep
2: uh, this, again, Power Rangers, just, just revealing that, like, every ranger has, like, these jobs in their community that they've been ostensibly doing the whole time. Just, I mean, whatever, it's Power Rangers. Uh Listen,
3: every, every Power Ranger is either a martial arts instructor or a, da- a dance teacher or a gymnast. That's just...
1: Yeah, that's just so, how it
2: is. uh... So what's happening is she finishes teaching this class, and it turns out uh, that there's going to be a dance here uh, this weekend, and tickets are being uh, sold by our good buddy uh, Lieutenant Ernie Jerome the Boulder Stone. <laughs> and he's just like, "So uh, Ashley, uh, you got you got a date for the dance?" And like, he's not. I don't think he's interested in her love life. I think he's just trying to sell tickets. It's like, so did you get get anybody to buy you? Oh yeah! Buy no, a ticket to my dance. He mm, has the vibe of bucks. a used
3: car salesman, well, all the time, but especially here.
2: Yeah, you know what? I think you nailed it. We've been trying to nail down what the fuck his deal is because they they took a, a like he was just a cop. He was just yeah. a full stop angry cop slash Bulk and skull's dad in season three, and then at some point he buys the juice bar and tries to become the Ernie character. And there's just something about him that never jells. Yeah, he's a very
0: unsettling replacement for Ernie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree.
3: He's when he started out on the show in what season three, like he worked pretty well as the kind of weird, overly straight laced like foil to Balkan Skull's antics. The detective stuff felt like a weird diversion, but mostly kept him in the same role, so like it wasn't a it wasn't a huge deal. But he is his like at least he's not wrangling chimps now. But like he's always just been really off putting in Turbo. There's yeah you could. You could
2: tell when they hired him, they hired him to play, like, the bad guy in a Police Academy movie. Yeah. And now and now they want him to be, like, the kind mentor character, and, like, he, the actor just isn't he, really, like, and I don't want to take anything away from the guy, but it is not the role yeah. they hired him to play. Yeah, he
0: cannot sell being, like, the kindly juice bar owner, like, to no, save no, no. his <laughs> life.
3: He comes off as creepy and like he comes off. Yes. He's what his role right now is the midpoint of a Jim Carrey movie where whatever weird thing is making him go nuts has just started to affect him but it hasn't completely taken over him yet.
2: Yeah, like this is this is the part where Jim Carrey is just realizing he can't tell lies yep. and is worried about the future of his career. But before he started like fighting himself in the bathroom or whatever happens in that movie. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been completely taken over with a mask yet, but he has put it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he he went to beat up those mechanics
2: and isn't really sure what happened. We could we could just describe like the midpoint of like several Jim Carrey <sighs> movies. We could just keep doing no, that. Please, <laughs> oh god.
4: I was gonna say that Ernie was definitely an endearing character, as opposed to Stone is definitely not that. I know yeah,
3: unsettling yeah. is the word
2: for it. I yeah. Think. Yeah, Ernie Ernie wasn't the best character and his actor wasn't the best actor, but like he was likable. Yeah. He made sense as like, yeah, here's this like, you know, kind of like dude in a Hawaiian shirt who works at the local gym and like the kids like him. Like, it you
3: wasn't get it. Yeah, it wasn't well executed, but if you were willing to meet the show on its level, you could go along with what he was supposed to be doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it worked it worked about as well as anything on the show did. Uh but speaking of actors who <laughs> really don't work in the role they're trying to we play talk Let's about meet Bobby,
3: Bobby. Now? <laughs> Yeah let's, let's talk about our yeah. discount dollar store Tommy Oliver here Bobby yeah. a yeah.
0: man who is introduced <laughs> by Leaning against a wall dramatically While holding an ice cream cone Which totally ruins <laughs> The lean against the wall looking
2: cool bit Yeah So to, to kind of cut to the quick uh, This guy This guy is in, in in the initial Story here in the scene uh, is he's bought an ice cream cone for his little sister, who is one of the students in the dance class that Ashley just finished teaching, and so this guy is gonna have like the the plot of this revolves around three girls having a crush on him: Ashley, Cassie, and another like girl who I think only appears in it's this like episode, Glenda or something. Her or name something is like Glenda, yeah. a
3: name that. Yeah. No parents in 1980 were naming their child.
0: <laughs> Unless they were really big fans of uh, Wizard of the Oz, Wizard I of Oz. guess. I
3: actually looked this <laughs> up, and the highest um, incidence of like n- girls being named Glenda in the 1980s, which was the last decade in which it even was registered by the Social Security um, office, Was in 1980, and it was something like 0.014 percent of girls born. Ooh, I mean that still seems
2: substantial
0: for Glinda,
2: honestly. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) higher than I would have expected.
4: I'm more impressed that there was actually some work that was put into an episode.
0: Oh
3: no, there wasn't. (laughs) No, nobody, nobody was referencing those numbers. (laughs) They
2: just picked it. Do you do you think? Do you think this is just a result of the writers being really old? Or or did they deliberately try to pick a name that's like... Yeah, that's a name someone could have, but probably isn't a name that any of the kids watching have. And that's what we want to go well, with, you know? I,
0: I think the idea behind it was that, cause like at the, at the end of this episode, like it's supposed to be a shock that he picks Glinda. So I think what they were trying to do is, if I were going to give them any credit at all, is pick a name that sounds like it would be given to a fuddy duddy. That like uh, oh clearly no one that, would no one would go out with this person their name Glenda. no one's
2: gonna ask Glenda especially not someone with a cool name like Bobby yeah it, I can exactly. See that,
1: but
3: on the other hand this is the show that frequently gives us teen slang from the forties so <laughs> this, who the fuck knows
0: yeah like I said yeah I, I, even then like I can't be sure that's the actual reason I could like, even that going could to be the submarine
3: races right. with Glenda is yeah something I, I was, could see somebody I was, I was just literally baking. gonna bring up
2: the submarine races I'm still haunted by the submarine races. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this guy shows up, and Ashley like, turns to uh, Lieutenant Ernie Jerome the Boulder Stone and uh, says, like, hey, so did, did that guy buy tickets? And uh, Stone's like, no, he didn't. He d- you, You'd think maybe he could? I could get
3: $10 from him if he bought you and him a ticket. No, it goes the other way. It's such a weird thing, because he's like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I know he bought two tickets and that he doesn't have a date. Which is the creepiest fucking thing?
0: Yeah, Stone is yeah. deliberately trying yeah. to play matchmaker here. It's oh, weird. Oh god, I just,
2: I just, I just paused it when he's when he's whispering. He doesn't have a date at the at, at Ashley, and he's just got this grimace yeah. on the freeze frame. It's not a and, it's and not good look.
3: So here's I the- want
2: this. To, I want this to be the shot for the episode because. Fuck, this is a terrifying thing.
3: This is the thing that, that concerns me about this. Like, it'd be one thing if this was just some kid at school, because you could conceivably believe, okay, yeah, he comes to Gym and Juice Bar every day. Like, he talks to Lieutenant Ernie Jerome, the Boulder Stone, on a regular basis. Like, he could have very easily just been, you know, like, you know, making small talk. But no, this guy is specifically new to school, new to this town. Right. Why on earth? Uh, and- does this strange man Who serves milkshakes No he has, doesn't have a date
2: Well the thing is uh, He's also a detective is the thing <laughs> he's Right He's got bugs he's, installed he, in he
1: Bobby's
3: room right, the, b- See, the He's, he's actually
2: de- Detective yeah. Lieutenant Ernie Jerome the Boulderstone yeah, Yep you're right <laughs> So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh
2: God. Then, so, then we uh, cut to
0: Bobby's sister edging him with an ice cream cone.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so uh,
2: okay, well we get we get the credits.
0: No, first. Right. I do have uh, to
3: say, I do have to say before we cut to credits is the look that Ashley gives him. This girl is fucking horny.
2: Oh, <laughs> she she is a horned up teen. So uh, and actually, because because we have some folks who haven't been on in a while, what do you all think about these credits? Uh, it's this
0: might be the most nothing Power Rangers song I've ever heard.
3: Oh yeah, no, the 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 credits song sucks. Um the lighting yeah. on some of these pickup shots of the actors is atrocious. It's, <laughs> I I
2: love and this is this is a this is an ironic like completely unearnest love. I love that all five shots of the actors is literally just them standing next to the same tree yeah. <laughs> with the same rotating pan shot around them. I think I've brought this up on the show. This
0: was a high school like media project that someone edited together in Windows Movie Maker.
2: Yeah. It's not that it's it's not that it's so cheap and staged, it's the fact that all five of them are identical shots.
3: Yeah, no, it's like when a bunch of like when uh, your class gets does senior pictures or whatever, and a bunch of students go to the same cheap place, and so all their photos look identical. So it was the same person with the same props in the same locations.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned Windows Movie Maker there, Dustin, because I'm very curious. When did this series come out? Was it '98? I think '97. When did Windows Millennium come out? '99. Okay Okay.
0: We would have been on Windows 95 I
4: I was kind of wondering if maybe they might have done it on Movie Maker But it might have been a couple of years before then
3: (laughs) I just like that Lieutenant Stone's shot here Has him like Half his face is in shadow He looks like he's being set up as a Batman villain (laughs) I
2: mean he could be He could be Uh, You know they call him the boulder (laughs) They call him the juice (laughs) The juice uh they call me blood from a stone. Oh god. <laughs> uh so we we start we start the uh we start the episode proper, and so as as Dustin alluded to, we get the shot where like Bobby wants a taste of what is the little sister's name? I, I,
0: sure he doesn't want to taste of the little sister he wants.
2: <laughs> no, 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 yeah, but he want, he wants a taste of her ice cream <laughs> and like he gets some on his nose. And the thing is, they want it. The show clearly wants this to be, like, a playful thing where, like, a brother and sister are teasing each other. But, and I think part of it is because she's actually a little kid and he's clearly a man trying to pretend to be a teenager. But also part of it is just this guy's performance. I get such a sinister vibe
1: from (laughs) this dude. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it came off very creepy. I feel like he's about to murder this kid. It doesn't help that Bobby looks
0: like he's just constantly melting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... I should note, this is not the first time this actor has been on this show. Okay, I was hey, curious, because
0: really? I was trying to find, like, any information on this actor, and just, he's not listed at all in IMDB or anywhere yeah. I can find.
2: So, he's he's been on the show before, but playing a different character. So, uh, a bit of a side tangent. So, there was a, an episode where Adam was an actor in, like, a 1950s greaser stunt show. But, like, all of the other actors seem to think it was real. And that's not, like, a villain plan or anything. They're just stupid. <laughs> and <Okay. laughs> they, go to, they go to have, like, a game of chicken where they're going to, like, drive at a cliff. And, like, this guy plays one of the greasers who does that. And, like, it's straight up, like, these guys would have died if the Power Rangers hadn't, like, caught the cars in the Zord. And, like, again, it is, it's the dumbest shit in the world, So you're saying he's got a good track record He's got a good track record (laughs) Playing like Absolutely like at least this time This guy he's not doing a great job But it seems like he's playing an actual human being I don't I can't say that about His previous performance (laughs) It was supposed to be a human being but I don't Buy it (laughs) Uh, I also don't buy that this
0: guy has Multiple women gunning for him
2: Yeah This guy like It I don't like. I don't want to take anything away from the actor. Like I'm not. I don't want to like make fun of his looks or anything. But like, I do not buy that this is the most eligible bachelor in Angel. Yeah, Grove. it's not a looks thing. He's just
3: incredibly lame. Yeah, he's lame, and he's not very bright. He is. He is a wood plank given the most generic boy from the late '90s outfit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I
4: was gonna put in too that. This is also, quote-unquote, a student who is from out of town who's just moved here. So there's probably an air of, you know, curiosity about a, with a lot I, of people.
3: I feel like any curiosity you have about this guy is answered in five seconds of talking to him. There's nothing oh, yeah. there. There is nothing to be found.
0: Oh, I, I completely even... agree. <laughs> Like, if this was a foreign exchange student plot, I can see that. Because it's like, ooh, foreign exchange student. They're from, like, Sweden or something. That's exotic. But- well. <laughs> yeah, also if they're
3: from somewhere that's not this country, you could chalk up some of the lack of personality to maybe, you know, culture shock or nervousness about being so far from home or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, of course, if you
2: stick to the uh, the canon that we've established... Uh, the only other place he could be from is Stone Canyon. True. I was just
1: about there to bring that up. from out. the wilds.
3: Yeah. There's no so there's, way this guy that. survived in Stone Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> not at
2: all. <laughs> He's too soft. He would not survive the winter. Uh, so yeah, so he gets some ice cream on his nose, and then he wipes it off with a napkin. Oh, Mandy. Mandy is the girl's name. And um, yeah, so it, he, we get this, like, like Sort of teasing moment where Mandy drops that like yeah Bobby can't Actually dance he could really use one of your classes uh, Ashley and he's like No t- shut up kid You're embarrassing Me in front of the girl And uh And so Cassie walks in And she has apparently Already met Bobby And been friends with him this whole time And she has called dibs <laughs> Yeah so they're, I don't know, may- maybe he's from where Cassie used to live, because she's theoretically from out of town as well. Uh, but so, it's imp- it's kind of implied for a second there that they're dating, but it turns out that, like, no, they just, he's just oblivious, and they both want to fuck him so bad. <laughs> like, so yeah, bad. Yeah,
3: she, she shows up, and he's like, this is my friend Cassie, and Ashley's face, just for a half a second, goes into kill mode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So,
2: that's another kind of the conceit of this uh, episode, is that even though uh, Cassie and Ashley are best friends, like, so this is th- this is the girls fighting over a boy episode. That's the plot here. The two of them are gonna fucking murder each other over this ostensibly extremely hot and irresistible boy.
3: Yeah. What's funny to me about all this is... I have seen episodes of Power Rangers where the villain, like, mind controls the Rangers into hating each other, and they have v- behaved less gleefully cruel to one another than these two girls yeah. do in this episode. They just do it naturally; they don't need yeah, to be goaded into of it. Yeah, almost nothing. This
0: isn't even Diva Talks plan. She's not trying to make any of this happen. The villains just...
3: have nothing to do with
0: this.
4: I have a feeling if. If Diva Talks had actually watched this, she probably would have been like, no, they're doing a pretty good job against each other. I don't think I need to step in.
2: Yeah, no,
0: I don't need to do shit here. Yeah, we'll leave the shark bot at home. We'll just save that for later.
2: Diva Talks never finds out about this, I don't think.
3: Honestly, I think the monster attack portions of this actually kept them from going at max power against one another. Like, yeah, if they hadn't intervened, this may have gone worse.
2: So this is another thing that Turbo has started doing a lot more than other seasons, and I'm kind of here for it, is episodes where, like, the plot, like, has nothing to do with the villain whatsoever. <laughs> like, they're don't they they not inspired by it to do the monster plot. The monster has nothing to do with the conflict of the episode. It's just kind of, we just have some teen drama for a bit, or maybe some weird sci-fi shenanigans, and then, like, a Power Rangers fight happens at the end. Like they're like we've had episodes where they turned into robots. That didn't have anything to do with tox. Jesus. Uh, we had episodes where, <laughs> where Justin gets bitten by an ant and gets superstars.
3: I saw <laughs> oh, that nat- yeah. I saw that in the Netflix um <laughs> summaries, right next to the one where uh was it TJ? DJ TJ, uh, yeah. turned into a was it TJ or Carlos turned into a vampire?
2: <laughs> Carlos turns into a vampire. <laughs> that one actually is a tox plan. Uh that sounds incredible, actually.
3: Still, though, it was some cheap-ass, like, Party City fucking vampire costume shit, and I'm here for that yeah, bullshit.
0: Yeah.
4: There was the episode, too, with Carlos and the soccer team.
3: Carlos and the soccer team,
2: that has nothing to do with the villains. There's an episode where uh, TJ meets, like, a little boy who's, like, the spirit of the forest and the manifestation of the will of
3: nature, and that has nothing
1: to do with <laughs> <Okay>. the villains. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just shit just happens in Turbo. So my complaint with the early turbo stuff I saw was that it really felt like the um like non-rangers stuff was kind of pointless and not interesting, and I didn't like that. But it turns out what I didn't it's not that I didn't like it because it didn't have anything to do with the ranger stuff, I didn't like it because it wasn't interesting. This is fucking wild. <laughs> the the back half of turbo gets nuts.
2: Like, I, it, like they, they hired a different uh, writing team. And I do think they, like, this episode notwithstanding, they have been doing a better job than the previous team. Uh, but also, I think on some level they understood it's like, okay, this show's on the verge of getting canceled. Just in case it does, why don't we just go nuts? Just fucking write whatever. Just riff. Who cares? And, uh... Anyway, so... Uh, we, we, uh... Oh shoot, what the what the fuck happens here? Okay, so Ashley is going to yeah, it's just, Sorry uh, go ahead.
3: Bland boy's sister pulls him away, and um Ashley and Cassie are literally Ashley's literally fanning herself talking about how hot this this guy is.
2: Yeah. This guy in his jorts and is just like, yeah, we're you know, he's he's so hot, and they're like, Oh boys, boys. Ashley and Cassie have a boys moment. And we we cut to uh we cut to the high school. They're at the lockers. Ashley's going to her locker, opens it up, and we see Bobby coming down the stairs with uh, Glenda. I think we said yeah, it was. With Bobby's
0: wearing the most, how do you do, fellow kids outfit Im- imaginable?
2: Yeah, I mentioned the jorts. He's got a gray T-shirt tucked into the jorts, and over that he's got uh, an unbuttoned uh, button-down shirt that's like. A, a reddish orange yeah. color. Like
3: I said this is discount dollar store Tommy Oliver
2: Yeah he, he kind of does Feel like a discount Tommy uh, And yeah they're just having a conversation And like as he's coming down the stairs Not only Glenda but like several girls Just walk up to Bobby and start talking to him They really want to push the idea that like Bobby is just like the hottest Boy that has ever walked the earth And like you know what, we weren't able to find out who this actor was Like, again, he doesn't have an IMDB or anything It would not surprise me to find out He wrote the episode <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh
2: so, god, this guy's A self-insert OC He might be, I can't say Definitively, but like, I, that's the Vibe I get, because the whole theory. episode Is about how everybody wants to fuck Bobby Uh. God, so, yeah, so he walks Up to Ash and like, hey, so, um Look, I know uh I know my sister was just teasing, but like I uh I actually could use some dance lessons. I kinda can't dance.
4: Yeah, but the he The way that he puts it, he teases that he's gonna be asking her for a date only to sort of, you know, drop the drop it on her that I I was gonna ask if you could give me that free dance lesson.
3: It's worded Yeah, yeah, you do it like, yeah, if not doing anything. Yeah, it's worded in a way that only that nobody would say unless the script was trying to do a fake out.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and so she's like, well, how about tonight? And he's like, well, actually, I'm, uh, how about tomorrow? Because I'm, I'm going to go uh, hang out at the park with Cassie today. And she's like, okay, that's, that's cool. And then so Cassie walks up, grabs Bobby, and they head off to the park. And TJ shows up in the background. And because his character is he plays baseball.
3: I notice uh, I'm, got a... I'm on a freeze frame of his uh, locker right now, and um, <laughs> it is just plastered in I Play Baseball paraphernalia. Yeah, like, yeah. each of the Rangers, because this is Power Rangers, each of the Rangers have, like, the thing
2: that they do. Uh, TJ plays baseball, Carlos plays soccer, uh, Ashley does fashion stuff, and Cassie is a musician, uh, which we will see a bit of in, in, in a second here. Um
4: oh one other thing I wanted to point out when Cassie leaves she sort of does this little one finger wave at Ashley.
2: Yeah, it's like ha he's mine bitch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It's very catty. It's very catty. Um but yeah so so TJ's in the background he's like yeah I got my baseball glove that I love so much cuz I'm a baseball boy and uh Ashley like has an idea. And she turns to TJ's like hey TJ uh, you want to go to Grove Park and play catch? He's like, but you never want to play catch. I'm constantly asking you to play catch because I just want another human being who likes baseball in my life. And she's like, Yeah, well, I care. I, I want to play catch now. Let's go. Yeah. What
3: I like is that until she asked him that, he wasn't. He clearly wasn't playing to do anything with that glove. He just stopped by his locker to fondle his glove. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he loves that uh, glove. It's it it.
3: This
0: scene in particular, like. There's there's always a suspension of disbelief you have to have with Power Rangers where like all these actors are like 25, but you have to pretend that they're like 18. But and like usually you know it's fine. You can you can just pretend. But when they talk about playing catch for some reason, that's what breaks it for me. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, these people yeah. are in Dan college. Says. They are not
2: playing catch with
0: each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
2: I will say, though, TJ, the guy playing TJ, a very handsome yeah, man.
0: Way more handsome yes. than Bobby is. I don't know why yeah. the girls aren't all going after him. Why isn't he the He's a got that little mole her. next
2: to his eye? Like, yeah.
0: Uh,
2: it's uh, so weird. Yeah, so we cut to the park. We and- cut
3: to a boy kicking in the biggest fucking beach ball I have ever seen. <laughs> 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 I love yeah. this beach ball boy, even if he is just in the background. That's true.
2: I co- I completely glossed over the, the little boy playing the beach ball. It's just help. It's just an establishing shot thing. This kid disappears. Yeah. But uh, so we we see Cassie uh, sitting on a bench uh, doing the fakest guitar playing I have ever seen, uh, and uh, Bobby's like sitting on the ground watching her do it. And then all of a sudden, we hear from uh, from off off screen. Uh, Actually, going, heads up, and she, like, has deliberately missed throwing the ball to TJ and instead threw it at Bobby to get his attention. And is like, hey, we're playing catch, do you two want to join us? And Cassie's like, no, and Bobby's immediately like, yeah, that sounds like a blast, let's
3: go. <laughs> she, yeah, she she runs up doing a, oh, I'm just a girl, I don't know how a ball work pose. It's... Yeah. Oh, it is something. But I love, I will say this about um, What's-His-Face. I love his puppy-dog-like enthusiasm for playing catch.
0: I was about to make the literal same metaphor. It's like, yeah, he's just a puppy being distracted by a moving object.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The
2: one thing they do manage, uh, in my mind, to successfully sell about this character of Bobby is how oblivious he is to how badly Ashley and Cassie. Oh, are.
1: This yeah. kid
3: this kid has no inner monologue. He is just reacting to stimuli. <laughs> yeah. He has no idea what's happening. He's just like, I'm
2: watching I'm watching Cassie play guitar. It's real good. I like music. Doop Oh, a baseball? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> we get the four of them, go to play catch, but Ashley and Cassie are going to start trying to sabotage each other immediately because Cassie has the ball and she just she hucks it at Ashley as hard as she can.
4: I'm glad you used that was the exact same phrase I was going to use.
2: Just putting that Power Ranger strength into that throw. Uh, she she's she's going for the head basically. Uh, but Ashley manages to catch it and uh, and Bobby again being completely oblivious is like, wow, Cassie, nice throw. And Ashley, she has she has the gears turning in her head, and she sees like a sprinkler uh, with a puddle forming next yeah. to it, like off Ashley's in the distance.
0: Plans are a little more subtle than Cassie. Cassie is just, I'm going to murder you.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. But Ashley's like, she's gonna make play that it's a wild pitch, and she's gonna be like, Oh no, Cassie, I'm sorry, catch it, and like lure Cassie into running and like tripping and falling into this puddle of mud.
3: She goes fucking down. Like the way she lands, she could have easily broken her arm. And Ashley is loving it.
2: Yeah, Ashley nearly murdered her friend and also like Power Ranger partner. Oh. Uh well, th- not murder, but you, could know you know, sprained her right? Uh, could have, uh, that could certainly wouldn't be good
0: for a Power Ranger to have a sprained ankle.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that'd be a problem. And so at that point, the game ends. They've been playing catch for all of uh, ten seconds.
1: Yeah, there they're done
2: <laughs> yeah uh so it's time to go and uh Cassie is gonna go for a ride in Bobby's sick silver convertible oh I-
4: speaking of uh you know dollar store tommy Oliver def- like tommy back in power in mighty morphin had like a nice shiny new Mustang this is not shiny <laughs> new Mustang this is old busted Mustang <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, so he's trying to start the car, and it's like it won't turn. And uh, what is what's Cassie talking to him about she's, while she's he's just trying fishing, to do this? She's
3: just fishing for a date to the dance. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's like,
2: "Hey, so you got you got uh, you going to the dance?" And uh, all of a sudden, as he's trying to start this car,
3: Ashley bursts oh, she in. She literally like, slides into frame. I thought she was wearing uh, roller skates the way she moves in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like she materializes. It's like, hey, 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 I know car stuff. There was a whole episode about me knowing car stuff. Uh, pop the hood, buddy, I'm going to fix this car. And then she does... I don't know what she does. Oh, she just uh, She
3: just, just says he flood, flooded it, so I think... She, uh, she
4: gets him to, to press the gas all the way down and, and crank it.
2: Yeah, and that, that works. I don't even think she needed to pop the hood to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, so it starts the car... And, as, and Ashley's just like kind of got a uh, like a really smug face at Cassie's. Like, yeah, hey, Cassie. Dang, I Cassie the boy tries to stuff. say,
0: "Oh, she took Auto Shop," as if she's desperately trying to make that sound lame, even though.
2: <laughs> like. She's not yeah. succeeding. Well, I mean, in this- We had an entire episode about how it like literally an entire episode of this show recently about how how it was totally fine that Ashley was taking auto shop even though she's a girl. Listen,
3: in the late 90s, there is nothing cooler than a girl who knows about cars. I've seen so many kids movies from that era.
2: Yeah. Uh so, but yeah, so the the their communicators go off, and uh, Cassie's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll be right back. I gotta go," and the girls and TJ like go, hot, go they go back around behind a shed or something. I, I
3: had the thought when this happened that we technology in the world has finally caught up enough where people can just like pass that off as, "Oh yeah, it's my pager."
2: Yeah, that's the thing. She does like, say it's her pleasure.
3: They used to always just have to have people conveniently ignore the loud beeping noise. Yeah, be like, what's
2: that? And, uh, so, yeah, so, uh... Sorry, I got traffic outside.
4: Oh, it's the Power Rangers. They're
2: zooming by. Yeah,
0: those are just the Zords. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, someone burst into
2: turbo. On. Uh, so yeah, so TJ's like, hey, so uh, Justin and Carlos need help because remember their characters in the show, they need help. And Cassie's like, well, can can you guys just handle it? And they're like, Cassie, you're a superhero. We got to go do the thing. Come on. And then they shift into turbo, and we get the the morphing sequence. And Lexi, I don't know if you remember how fucking disturbing oh, uh, the do. morphing sequence. I do. At the start, it was. hasn't gotten
3: better. Yeah. Yeah, like
2: this. This is this is. It's a lot less flashy, but it's also a lot less terrifying. They just they just morph, and it's fine. Uh, so we cut to a
0: lumberyard, I think? <laughs> to have the most perfunctory fight scene.
3: <laughs> I think the reason I enjoyed this more than any of the other Turbo I saw is because whatever the fuck Justin was doing, it happened off camera, and we didn't have to see it.
2: Justin, I, I, I will say this. Justin does get better once they stop being so obsessed with trying to make the audience like him. And he just becomes a normal member of the cast. He becomes a lot more, like, likable. Yeah, they
3: just gave him the As- most boring-ass fucking plots all the time.
2: Yeah. And actually, uh, like, something we, we talked about a lot during the last episode, when when he had the superpowers from getting bitten by an ant, because don't don't worry about it. Um, is this show has One of the reasons he's gotten better is this show has realized wait a minute, what if we actually write stories about the fact that he's a little kid and it's kind of weird? Instead of just pretending that it's not.
0: I have no other context for for Justin, but what's interesting to me is that, like, looking back on this episode, I realize the performance I usually like the most in terms of, like, just voice was Justin's, because he felt like he was actually putting energy into his lines. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, <And> That yeah. <laughs> was
0: just weird to think of It's like oh the child is the one that had Probably the best acting in this episode
3: oh. So that's both a good segue And this is the right time in the episode I think to bring it up But something I noticed about this Like yes I noticed that the most of the Line reads especially for the suited stuff Are just atrocious But that's kind of par for the course for Power Rangers um, I get the feeling that None of the actors really have a lot of experience With just like ADR voice work and that does take a shift in your how you're performing because you aren't actually acting directly off other people.
2: What I was going to say is because of the big cast change we just did, uh, as far as the Power Rangers are concerned, Justin's actor is now the veteran actor in the show. Yeah, it's true. And some and a consistent pattern, like, it's it's not always, like, it's, it's not constant. Sometimes people are just better actors than others on this show, but for the most part... Usually, every Ranger actor starts pretty bad but gets better with time. And at this point, the actor who's been here the longest because he's been here for a full season of television is Justin's actor. And so he's the one who's the most used to like doing this shit at this point. Whereas we get, we get TJ, like, he's the Red Ranger and he's kind of the focus of this fight. And his his hiyas are just bad. yeah <laughs> they're
3: just it's really a, bad. It, it feels like he's phonetically reading them off a sheet. Kaya, is
2: that is that right? Can <laughs> I can I do it again? Honestly, no. Okay. Honestly,
3: the line reads aren't what what gets me. It's the fact that the way there's something about the way all the ADR stuff is being spliced in, where it doesn't feel like the timing is natural.
4: Yeah, and, it feels yeah. off. And sure. with
3: the way at this point in the episode, it starts really jumping around with the plot a lot. Like, like I think it was Dustin said, this is the most perfunctory fight scene, and yeah, it is. It is completely nothing. But oh, it it is. Yeah. It basically, cuts to the to the beats of that scene rapidly, and then cuts to I don't remember the exact word, but they cut back to the command center, and there's some really awkwardly paced stuff there too. The entire thing, I realized about halfway through feels like one of those videos on YouTube where they create a narrative by just splicing together little bits of a show. Like, there have been a bunch of Simpsons yeah. ones like that where somebody, like, creates a new narrative by cutting together, like, two-second clips from different episodes. Yeah, someone, someone does a YouTube poop of the
2: Simpsons, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I do, some, some stuff I do want to say about this fight, because it is, it is a fun fight. It is if you if you like a Power Rangers fight, you want to see the Rangers fight some Piranatrons and Elgar and Rygog in a lumber yard. Like here you go. Like it's it's not it's not bad. There's also just not a lot to say about it because I mean it's a Power Rangers martial arts fight and there's some there's some stunts, but like that's not really an interesting discussion point. But there is a bit uh, at the end of it where TJ like jumps off of some stacks of wood. And he's going at Elgar and Rygog And they're like hey what the fuck are you gonna do Red Ranger you piece of shit And he's like I'm gonna summon my magic car yeah.
0: I was and so excited for that Cause like I again I had never Seen any turbo before this cause like I even ba- even as a kid I had jumped off of Power Rangers by the time Turbo happened I'm like Oh shit they can su- they'll just summon their Zords to their fight that's actually pretty clever And for a brief moment I was Like is he just gonna run them over
2: With his car I thought he was going to run them down, but he just shoots the can, and then that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. I do want to say this, though, Dustin. That's not his Zord. Wait, what? It's a Red Mighty no. Cruiser, and it,
4: It's a listen, magic sentient car.
2: Yes, there there are two magic cars in addition to oh, the Zords. Okay. Sure.
0: Listen,
3: the season just has two sentient magic listen, cars. If you're a Red Ranger, you have to get some sort of bonus weapon that's just yours to call in occasionally that Nobody else gets, except also the Blue Ranger gets one.
0: Okay, so this is just, so this is the Knight Rider equivalent, then.
3: It's the, yeah, but it's the again, power again, there's, wheel. There's two
2: of them. Okay, there's two of them. The Red Ranger gets one, and the Blue Ranger okay, gets one. Okay, so it's one. Knight
0: Rider and Viper. Got it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Damn. Also, this uh, we don't see it in this episode, but this red car can fly.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, it turns into a
2: jet.
3: Know? You know what? That's way Lamer than just being a VW Beetle that can fly. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it really should just fly. Think it um, should just be the rad bug. Yeah.
4: These cars were also in the Sentai though.
3: Yeah. Oh I don't care. They should have spent the money to splice in the rad bug.
2: <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they should have. Uh so yeah, so he shoots the Canada, Elgar and Rygog and they run away. And that's the end of that fight. And let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, this
3: is Cassidy, and you need to listen up, because I only have 20 seconds to tell you about my actual play podcast. Oh, shoot, that was six seconds already. Just like how this advert is bite-sized, each episode
2: is a bite-sized chunk of role-playing content. We do mostly one-shots of systems like Masks, Interstitial, and D&D 5e. Come check us out at Strangers Fiction on AudioEntropy.com. Alright, and we are back. So that fight scene is done, and we get Cassie running back to where Bobby was. I guess he drove off without her.
3: Yeah, just like an asshole. Now she's not that long. Well it's not super clear how long these fights actually take in universe. Yeah, but I mean like he I don't think there's I don't
0: think
2: there's any time dilation going on. Yeah. Also he he had no reason to assume that she found another ride home or something like he should have at least like stuck around for a bit. But yeah, he just fucking bailed. Uh we cut to the library-ish area in the school. Um and we we get we get Ashley and Glenda uh hanging out at a table and Bobby comes up and he 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 talks to confirm with um with Ashley that she's gonna give him some dance lessons, and Glenda jumps in and is like, Oh yeah, no, I totally get it. I also could use some dance lessons. I'm I'm bad at dancing, I understand what it's like to be bad at dancing. Not that you're bad at dancing. Like, listen, you're great, dude. I you're fucking great. Like it's kind of uh it's kind of awkward.
4: It it's almost as awkward as Bobby.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're kinda of made for each other.
0: This one's intended to be awkward at least though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this
3: one definitely feels like it's going for girl nervous putting her foot in her mouth kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it does it does feel more like it's on purpose what they're trying to do. Uh so yeah, so we cut to uh so so, so Bobby leaves and, and like Ashley and, and Glenda just kinda exchange looks. And uh we cut to the gym and juice bar, and here is uh, Detective Lieutenant Ernie Jerome the Boulder Stone. Uh, he is dancing to some music while he's cleaning up the tables and stuff and we pan over. He is
3: dancing with a tray of empty cups. Yeah, that have been glued to the tray.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So
3: he can do that.
2: I kind of like this moment. This is honestly like probably the most endearing moment with him I've seen in a while uh, to be honest. Like he's, he's just feeling the music and uh we 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 pan over we see the dance ashley is teaching these girls how to dance again and as we get near the end we get uh mandy the, the little sister and she's like my feet are starting to hurt and uh and uh ashley's like okay everybody everybody take a break and she goes over to to have mandy sit down at a bench and she's going to take a look at mandy's feet uh which thankfully doesn't happen
4: my uh, first I'd, immediate reaction, though, was why would you dance in boots like that, though?
0: Yeah, yeah, no wonder <laughs> yeah, the, her feet yeah. fucking hurt. Like, those are hiking are f- boots. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> those are, they're so massive. Uh, but yeah, so Ashley takes this moment to be like, hey, so uh, your, your, your brother is uh, gonna ask anybody to the dance? And she's just like, yeah, I heard there's this girl he likes. And she's like, "Did did he say who? Like, she's trying to she's trying to really subtly get some like intel off of the little sister yep. and not doing a great job yeah, at either getting yeah, the intel or being subtle is about like it 8 year old
3: what <laughs> cracks me up yeah. about this though is it's so telegraphed because she's like yeah he's, he likes someone but i don't remember and she's like do you remember the name she's like no and i'm like well that is clearly not ashley because she, this girl knows ashley if it was ashley she'd be like yeah it was you
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and before she can do any more digging, Bobby shows up. And uh and Ashley's just like, "Okay, just we're gonna call it there. Everybody go home." <laughs> and uh Bobby comes in and tells Mandy that like their mom is waiting outside to drive her home. And uh Bobby's like, "Yeah, I'm going to stick around. I'm I'm just gonna stick around." And and Mandy's like, "Oh, you got a crush on Ashley, don't you?" Ooh. Like she does little sister thing, and again, Bobby being way more sinister looking than the show intended, he like just points and goes, "Get out of here!" (laughs) Like, like it's like I'm gonna cut your limbs off, you little shit! Like it really does just feel like he's gonna murder this child. And uh, so he turns around, and uh, yeah, it's time, it's time for a dance off, and boy, this song. And I want to say, just for the benefit of the three of you, this is not the first time we've heard this song. It was used uh, in an episode about someone doing a dance audition. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so they put enough effort into this tune that they felt like they had to get their money's worth and use it at least twice. Uh, but so... Uh, yeah, so we get we get this scene where Ashley is, is gonna teach Bobby how to dance. He's like, "Well, it's just a few simple moves," and then she just goes hard on some dance moves.
4: I will admit that I had the same reaction that Bobby did when I saw her do the moves, and he then said, "Those were the simple moves."
2: Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I get that maybe she's trying. I get that she's trying to flirt, but also, like, they're not going like- clubbing <laughs> like that. that those yeah. moves
0: aren't going to be <laughs> useful.
2: Well, also, like, she supposedly professionally teaches little kids how to dance. She has to understand the concept of, like, starting slow and building from there.
3: Oh, I'm pretty sure she's just just horny for this boy, so she's showing off. I don't think she's thinking about it at all.
2: Yeah, no, she wants to jump this guy's bones. Yeah. uh, Real bad. (laughs) I know what men want. It's popping and locking. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So we, we fucking just, like, time skip... And Bobby knows how to dance now, and th- that's it. <laughs> that's how it goes. She's teaching him how to dance some more, and uh, she's gonna go pick another tape to play. Uh, and her communicator goes off, and she's
3: like, "God damn it! Shit! Fuck! Fuck! Shit!" And I'll bet you like, blocked okay. me for the last time. <laughs> I was yeah. just
2: thinking that. <laughs> so she she's like, "Hey, Bobby, just stay here, practice by yourself for a bit. I gotta go. I'm gonna be right back." And so, uh, we, we cut to the command center and hey, uh, Dustin, I think you're the only one who's never encountered this character before. What do you think of Alpha 6?
0: (laughs) Uh, oh God, that, that command center scene. I, I literally don't even remember the character you're talking about because I forgot that there was a command center scene here. Cause it like (laughs) nothing, it doesn't matter. Well, it's the a shiny alpha new d- Alpha
3: with a shiny new voice. Hold on, let, yeah, me, let me try six. and bring
0: him up again, because I he, remember nothing about ta- this scene. <laughs> he talks like Bubsy. Oh. He's
2: like, yo, yo, yo.
0: <laughs> oh, I think I remember this now.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he's got some hot details. Apparently, Divatox Six, is on a
3: ramp. <laughs> the the character with the voice so hated that they go back to the old voice in the next season and just like explain it away with a hand wave.
2: Yeah. Uh, except I don't think they get Richard Horvitz back. I think they just have like the current voice actor just be like fuck it, just do just do a Richard Horvitz impression, just talk like the last guy. Uh, but supposedly, Divatox is. Has uh, her her evil zord for this week. Hold on a second. I
0: I think I know why I don't remember that scene is because. Oh wait, no. There we go. There are two different command center scenes, and I forgot. I forgot the first rehearsed one.
2: Okay, Uh, so (laughs) Diva talks the 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 zord that Porto has for this week. This is this is the closest thing we're going to get to a monster this week. uh, Is a shark robot. And uh, can do underwater stuff. And apparently, the damage it's already done is it destroyed an abandoned uh, tanker. And they made sure to point out that the boat that Dunn got blown up was abandoned because it's Power Rangers. And we have to make sure that, like, it's extremely clear that nothing actually, like, dangerous or valuable was destroyed. It was just an abandoned, like, boat sitting in the harbor. Like, it's fine.
0: Yeah, no one will ever die. No property damage.
3: Trini would have been
4: having a shit
3: fit over that The villains want to fuck stuff up But they don't want any deaths on their hands They're pirates after all
2: uh, Yeah, it's true But yeah, that that boat's gonna be a problem for the harbor
0: I, I will say I do like the look of the new Zordon equivalent
2: Oh, you, you haven't seen Demetria? No Okay,
0: uh, <laughs> so speaking She, she speaking looks like drop- she's <laughs> both An Amazon and also a genie
2: Kind of, yeah. So speaking of uh, dropped conceits, she had a weird thing she did that was dropped even faster than Alpha Six's voice. When we first met her, they introduced her as being from the planet Inquiris, and she could only talk in questions. Oh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) It was. And then, like, halfway through, they just stopped doing it. (laughs) They didn't explain it. She just stopped. (laughs) And I mean, listen, thank God, but, like... (laughs) She, they just dropped it. They were just like, "This isn't working. This isn't worth it." Uh, I so, want to
3: just, I want to just hear her off screen muttering, "Okay, this this isn't working. This isn't worth it." Yeah, listen, I'm I'm trying to do I'm trying to do the
2: like like make them think for themselves like mentor thing by only asking questions and never giving answers. You know, trying to do the fucking Socrates thing. But these kids are dipshits. I need to just tell them
3: what to <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. Like I guess it doesn't work since these are new kids anyway, but like the way Zordon always ran things is he never told anyone shit, so no none of them knew how to think for themselves.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was that was actually kind of a weird thing is as we were getting to the tail end of the old crew, they were trying to do this thing where like Tommy and and the rest of the Rangers would just start taking charge all the time, and they were really quick to notice like, "Huh, a weird thing is happening. The villains must be doing something. Let's go." And it kept happening so frequently that it's like, well, I okay, I guess that's just how every episode's going to go now because now everyone's actually paying attention. Oh God, yeah, the yeah, become self-aware. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to swap them out. We got to get some newbies who don't know how this shit works. Otherwise, the formula breaks down. Uh, speaking of the formula, we go to the harbor, and it's time for Elgar and some more Piranatrons to just have another fight. Yeah, uh, and again, this time, this time it's at a harbor, so there's like construction equipment and stuff around. There's actual scenery.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a horizon. I I actually kind of like this if only for the fact that it's a lot more visually interesting than most other
2: fights.
3: Yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. there's a bunch of uh beat up uh construction equipment laying around and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit where a dude falls down the stairs and like Carlos's uh like Uh, uh, fighting on top of, like, a giant spool of cable at some point. Like, they do stuff with the environment. And they did a little bit of that with the lumberyard, but it was mostly just people standing on top of stacks of wood. Uh, But, like, that that is kind of another thing we've been doing more this season, is going to unique places to film a fight scene that we've never filmed in before, instead of just, like, every fight being, like, in a park or on a playground or something. Or in the warehouse district. Or in the warehouse district, yeah.
4: I was half expecting the, the start of this fight to be actually just bowling through all of the piranatrons, being like, there, no, I gotta get back to Bobby, <laughs> we need to finish this fight fast.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, uh, like it's the, um, like the mook level part of a video game where, like, you're you're on your way to the boss fight, but first you have to fight a bunch of, like, ground level grunts or whatever.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's like you're playing a Streets of Rage game and it's time for the elevator. Yeah. Uh, so there is an exchange here. I'm trying to find it. But there is an exchange where Elgar and TJ end up one-on-one. And maybe it was during the previous fight and I missed it. I'm not sure. No, is it,
1: it, it in the in one where
0: Elgar's like, like, uh, s- screw this. Uh, you're going to have to deal with uh, our new awesome weapon anyway. <laughs> and then he just uh, leaves. I-
4: that was the, that was in the first fight. This one, TJ and Elgar do have a, a one-on-one with a with a sword fight.
2: Oh right. Well, so, okay. what, so what happens is the here's what I was looking for. TJ pulls out his sword, because he's the rain red ranger and he has a sword, and Elgar says the most innuendo laden like piece of dialogue in the show. He says, Oh, you've got one too. Well, let's get to it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which Time is exactly what fighting. I say when, when when I see a dick.
0: Yeah, and then, and then energy shoots from his sword,
3: you know. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Alexi, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and then they start sword fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to let that one hang, hang in the yeah. air and let you draw your own conclusions. Just hang like two yeah, floppy yeah. swords. Oh, uh, yeah. no, to be fair, Elgar's <laughs> is ribbed.
2: <laughs> Elgar's is real. Yeah. It's made of. Yeah. Uh, Eric, please, please take the audio, like actually Elgar saying those lines, and just put them in the show for me, because it's his delivery does add to it in a way that I can't replicate. It's it's fucking just it's something.
1: Give it your best shot. Ha-ha. So you go in too. We'll let get to it, baby. Ha-ha.
4: There is some excitement there.
2: Yeah, he's real eager to clash uh, swords with TJ here, and I mean, who wouldn't be? Look at him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the other rangers basically they finish their fight and they're surrounding Elgar, and he's like, "Oh well, uh, I'm outnumbered. I'm just gonna bail later, nerds." <laughs> he's gone. Uh, but while that fight was happening, uh, Porto off-screen uh, summoned his Shark Zord, and he's he's wrecking house. I like this robot shark. It yeah, looks cool. Uh, so the Rangers they do they do a synchronized dance, like not just like they're they're posing to summon the the Zord like they usually do, but like this is a full on like they do a dance number, yeah, to summon the Zord. It's <laughs>
3: you know, it's a lot more
2: involved than usual. Um,
0: Ashley, I almost called her cat. Jesus Christ, God! I wish we still had cat around. <laughs> you know, Ashley,
3: like force them to practice that. <laughs>
2: yeah, Ashley Super like had them rehearse that dance number. It's like, come on, TJ, you gotta do it. You gotta hold your sword. Uh so they summon the Zord and we get that cool shot where like they're in the in the uh cockpit and they zoom out and we see the whole robot and I kinda like that shot. They've reused it a few times, but I, I think it's neat.
3: It's yeah, it's cool when they do something to actually link the scenes the cockpit scenes with the actual Zord. Yeah. This,
4: uh, is so, the, yeah, so, this is one of those this is like the, the song that plays for this too is probably my favorite out of the series.
2: Yeah. Uh, so what happened to describe this, this Zord, it's a giant robot shark, but the particular thing about it, and this is just like the robot from the previous episode of Diva Talks and presumably with the one for next episode that I think Rygog's going to drive uh, also had going. And I guess this is just the nature of how it was in the Sentai is for each of these robots, the cockpit is is just a car, a convertible that just lands on top of the robot, and just now it's you're driving the robot like it's a car. It's like Mega XLR, except like you're you're
3: exposed because it's a Cadillac and you're on top of the head. It's it feels like a micro machines playset gimmick.
2: Kind of, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, so we get we get a shark robot fight. Uh, he shoots like the shark fin at the the Megazord and like it does this thing where it like circles around the Megazord a few times so they can't keep track of it and then hits it in the back and then he just headbutts them into the ocean and the effect of the of the guy in the Zord suit falling into the water is something <laughs> it's
4: very funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: It's extremely funny. So now we now we get a fight scene uh underwater and as you know when you have guys in suits doing giant monster battles underwater what you do is you just tell them to fight slowly And there's an aquarium between them and the camera yeah, it,
0: it looks exactly like a Godzilla underwater fight scene Like exactly like one
3: <laughs> Yeah, the problem is though The yeah. Zord fights are already guys in bulky suits Moving really slowly So I don't feel like it really changed much uh, Yeah,
2: well now they're purposefully moving even slower uh, And I guess it's a good thing it's Porto that's driving Because he's already in like a scuba suit So I guess he's fine And so the rangers are, like, losing power. Their shit is is draining, uh, which makes sense, because, like, they're in the water and they're getting attacked. It'll make less sense later, but for Mm. now it makes
4: sense. Yeah,
2: yeah. because I thought,
0: like, oh, it's because the water is interfering with all their electrical systems, because they're literally in, like, vehicles, and vehicles don't do well underwater, right?
1: Yeah. Clearly
0: that's why.
3: Alpha's watching, watching this on the viewing globe, or viewing port, or whatever the fuck they have now, and, uh, Just sighs and goes and grabs, you know, a ton of rice. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's like, hey, Demetria, we're going to need, like, about 15 metric tons of rice. I don't know why my Alpha 6 impression turned into Yogi Bear for a second there, but. (laughs) Honestly, you know. Sure.
4: I told them they should have paid for the enhanced
3: protection.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so TJ's like, hey, why don't we take advantage of the fact that our thing can fly? And the viewer's like, what? Since when? And then they do it. And then they fly out of the water. And uh, the shark just keeps shooting missiles at them. It jumps out of the water, which is great, because it's the guy in the suit falling into the water, and then they reverse the footage. And all of a sudden, a cop in a mech shows up.
3: Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> this... <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, Justin, first I say should say hello
4: ask, to Blue Centurion.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, do you want me to explain this?
3: I know who uh, the Blue Centurion is.
0: I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. They have, like, a Six Ranger buddy who's just RoboCop, but, like, not a satire.
2: Yeah, basic. Well, he's kind of a satire.
0: I was
4: gonna say, how much of a satire well, not, do you want to go? Probably not the same
0: satire that RoboCop was going for. More like yeah, the no, Police Academy uh, type of satire. Okay,
4: it, I You could link it to RoboCop 2, maybe.
2: I mean, it's 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 in the same sense that, like, Dudley Do Right was making fun of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, but not systemic issues. He was just dumb. Yeah, it's kind of that. Yeah, like like Blue uh, Centurion's just kind of a, a dimwit, and he uh, he just he's a space alien who gives out parking tickets.
0: Yeah, he so, he he does not look nearly as cool as the only Power Rangers cop I will ever stand, which is uh, Doggy Kruger. So he means mm-hmm. nothing to me. <laughs> this Doggy cop can Kruger. get out.
3: My only real experience with Blue Centurion is the comics, for a while and maybe still have. I haven't read comics in a while. Um, had a backup feature, like in like the last two pages of each issue that was a ongoing team up between Ninjar and the Blue Centurion. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and uh so he was the rare case where Ninjar got to seem cool and together. Which like, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Ninja Who doesn't love Ninja? Oh, Ninjar? we love Ninja around here, but it's not because he's good at what he yeah, does Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, for somebody to make him look competent Is, woof But
2: like, ever since I've started being on this podcast Everyone has been talking up how cool Doggy Kruger is I swear to God, when we get to that season He'd better actually be cool <laughs> I'm gonna be really sad if he's not
4: <laughs> Well, he's no Tommy Oliver <sighs> <laughs>
2: So the Blue Centurion shows up in his cop robot, and uh the Rangers, like the 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 Turbo, the Rescue Zord, isn't doing great. Uh oh, Blue Centurion drops his his one-liner about how he's here to help stop this fishy character. Haha. Uh but the rescue zord's still losing power, it's doing bad. And like, so Carlos drops this line of, like, there's gotta be a way to stop her from draining our power, and was there was there like a drop setup about how like Divatox was draining the Megazord's power because like they're gonna switch to the other robot in a second and it's still gonna be happening? This entire bit
3: was so confusing to me because yeah, like initially was. I thought they were losing power because they were underwater. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And then they pop, yeah. So then they pop, up and it's like, well, we're still losing. Divatox is still draining our power, and, huh? And then yeah, yeah. What? What? Excuse
2: me. So
0: do they have two different Zords? Because this feels—they they do feel like yeah. off-road vehicles.
3: Yeah, cause they do yeah, have two different Zords. But that's, that's the thing is like they don't actually say, "Well, let's get the other Zord." It's just like, "Well, let's we, you know, we lost our weapons. Well, then let's lock them up." And then the other Zord just shows up. Like, there's no explanation for it. Yeah, yeah. it's. I think well, let's lock them
2: up is supposed to be like a cool one-liner to like, "Well, let's bring the other Zords together." And like, no, I will say that, and this is something we've uh, we've talked about at length. The, so, the, the Zord they were just driving was like their second Megazord in the season. The, the morphing sequence for the first Zord, for the proper Turbo Zord, where like, these cars are slamming into each other, this, this is a trimmed down bit of like, the first time they did that morph, uh, this is mostly for Dustin's sake, was like, like a five-minute sequence where they like had to learn how to assemble the Zord by slamming the smaller Zords into each other at
3: high speed, and it was a legitimately really cool yeah, sequence. I was gonna say I like that transformation way more. Essentially, hey kids, here's how to play with your Megazord toy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. So this, I, I just, I like the Turbo Zord so much better than the Rescue Zord. Yeah. But they go to the they go to the Turbo Zord, and it's like, man, it's this thing's still going to shit. What are we gonna do? And the blue centurion's like, "Hey, I'm gonna literally like hold the guy down so you can do the finishing move. Maybe that'll work." Listen,
3: as and a cop, so- I am very good at restraining people so that they can be beaten <laughs> to death.
2: <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, so the the monster sh- pulls out like one more special move that uh, we haven't seen. Uh, but he pulls out an anchor on a chain and like throws it at the blue centurion and Hell he reflects yeah, he it does. with like a riot. Sh- <laughs> yeah, uh, the blue centurion reflects it with like a riot shield he's got. Don't know where that came from, but okay. Uh, surplus uh, but the-
3: military spending.
2: Yes. You want cop jokes? This- I got a million. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, so blue centurion goes to to hold this guy down. It's like do it now, and and they're like okay, let's do the finishing move. And, uh, again, part of why, uh, I miss this first Zord is what their, what their finishing move is. Uh, although I don't think that I'm, I'm trying to find it. I don't think they do the proper, like spinning. No, they, they, they say, they mentioned something about a tractor beam. Oh yeah, they call it a tractor beam, but they just shoot like the lasers out of the lights on its yeah, chest. Yeah, I love
0: that they just turn on their high beams and that shoots <laughs> it shoots a mega laser.
3: <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, turn on those yeah. LED high beams. Am I right?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So they just shoot it with a laser. So that sucks. They didn't even give me the cool finisher. Uh, yeah. So that that happens, they they blow up the robot real good. Uh, and it actually, so what? They, actually, no, they don't blow up the robot. What they do is the tractor beam, like. Launches Porto into the air and then the robot falls down, and it's like, okay,
0: yeah, because yeah, like this doesn't have a driver anymore. So,
3: <laughs> well, we didn't defeat the Zord, but we did severely injure its driver. That's good enough for me.
0: Yeah, that works. Uh, the, the what the biggest complaint about I have about this fight scene is that them, like the whole energy thing. Uh, and them losing it. Not only does it not make sense; that they're still losing energy in the other Zord, but also it doesn't seem to matter at all.
3: It's <laughs> like... it's not a plot that goes anywhere. They don't. There's no real like tension from the fact that they're losing power, and it doesn't yeah. really impede their ability to use their their moves. Yeah, it's not like they
0: pull out one of their, I don't, know, I don't know if any of the zords have a gun or something, but it's not like they pull out a gun and try to use it and are like, oh crap, it's not working because we don't have the power for it. Actually, like, the, they- the
4: the second zord has two big cannons.
0: Oh, okay. Because, uh, I mean, they still, yeah, they don't try to use the cannons or anything and, and it fails. They didn't pick
3: up the first dead zord and use it to beat the uh, shark <laughs> Shark <laughs> That would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so we cut to the gym and Juice bar And uh, Lieutenant Detective Jerome the Boulder Stone Ernie I missed some parts there, whatever uh, Is selling pairs of tickets uh, To each Carlos and TJ Because uh, it's going to turn out That they each have dates with people That we never met Sure, fine uh, There's actually a little bit of stage business I kind of like where uh, Justin tries to like take one of Carlos's tickets and Carlos is like no dude don't give that back no, <laughs> no you're a child come on uh it's actually kind of fun like uh, again not to backtrack too much on stuff y'all missed but uh probably the most fun thing about the new cast is the weird like big brother little brother energy between Carlos and Justin like they have a really fun dynamic and it's probably my favorite thing about the new cast. I mean, it
3: beats the old dynamic, which was the, par- the other Rangers are collectively his parents. Yeah, that
2: was always a little weird. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Stone sells them tickets and then goes away. And here comes Bobby and he's like, OK, guys, I need some help. Uh, Carlos and TJ, my very good friends. Uh, let me ask you, I need to ask a girl on a date. What do I do? And they basically give him the pep talk of just like, just fucking do it. Like, Carlos comes up with a metaphor about, like, diving off a high dive, and it's, like, it's scary when uh, when you're about to do it, but it's a lot easier once you're just in the middle of doing it. Just do it, dude. Just fucking go. Just dive yeah. in. They, they specifically in. say, like, just jump in,
0: and that becomes important for one of the creepiest scenes I've ever seen in a Power Rangers episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So what happens is that Bobby... So the care uh, this this is kind of fun actually. As
3: they're yeah, as they're giving this talk in the background you see uh Cassie and uh Ashley walk in.
2: Yeah, and also very very importantly Glenda's in the back. Uh and we see Bobby like dramatically walk kind of in slow motion.
3: Oh yeah, no, this is very much shot in slow motion.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, they want it to seem like it is, but it's not actually, which is great. Yeah, he's just walking very slowly, and... Uh, yeah, they, t- they tell all the actors and the actress, a- uh, extras just, like, act like we're in slow motion. Just, also, the just camera's a little
3: shaky and wavy.
2: Yeah. Uh, and he's, like, he's, well, he's saying to himself, just jump in. Just jump in. And we see him approach Ashley and her just, like, get really excited, and then he's saying to himself, just jump in. And then he goes past her, and we see her face go, like, what? Oh... And then the same thing happens with Cassie. Like, he goes towards her. She's like, hi, Bobby. And he's like, hi. And then walks away. Yeah.
0: In this moment, uh, Bobby is acting the most like a serial killer that I have ever encountered on this show.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And we've had some contenders. Uh, We had that lady who, like, made a life sized statue of Billy without his consent. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I forgot about that one. (laughs) So, uh,. This guy walks up to uh, Glenda's, like, "Hey, uh, so Glenda, do you um, would you want to go to the dance?" And she's like, "Yeah." And it's it's kind of nice, uh, honestly. But like, yeah, like so. So Bobby's gonna go to the dance with Glenda, and and they they leave, they exit the scene and the show forever. And uh, Ashley and Cassie both swing into frame, and like Glenda Wagner, huh? Well, okay, and uh, we get kind of a fun moment where Cassie turns to Ashley and is like, "Well, I'm sorry for how I acted," and Ashley's like, "You fucking should be." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm 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 messing with you. Yeah, I'm sorry too. And then they, you know, they they make up and, Listen, and that's we're best uh,
3: friends. Let's go make fun of that cow, Glenda Wagner. Together <laughs> let's, let's let's
2: we've finished fighting over a boy. Now let's go bond by being mean to a girl. And uh, so they go to sit at the table with Justin, Carlos, and TJ. And they're like, hey, guys, we don't have anybody to go to the dance with anymore. And Carlos and TJ are both like, no, sorry, we've each got dates already. Which is wild, because the show has been, like, very clearly implying up until this point that Carlos was going to pair off with Ashley. And, like, they've, they've dated already at least once. And they've been implying that TJ and Cassie have kind of a
3: thing going. And just, that's dropped, I guess. Well, listen. These girls are too busy fighting over another guy, and they let the frankly better options right in front of them get away. And like, I don't blame them. Like if those, yeah. If these, if these girls were ignoring me, I'd probably look elsewhere too.
0: Yeah, if I was yeah. Carlos, I would definitely be uh, thinking twice about my initial impressions.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so they, the they're like, "Now, sorry, Carlos is like, sorry, I have a date. TJ's like, sorry, I have a date." And Like what are we gonna do? And then the joke that we end with is Justin going like, "I'll take you both," uh, and uh, and they're like, eh, "Sure, uh, deal." So <laughs> and then gross. freeze frame. And that's it. Uh, the,
0: the the weirdest thing about how this is presented is that like J- Justin is clearly making a pre- precocious like boy joke, uh. But yeah. You can't really tell whether or not the, like the way that Ashley and Cassie deliver their lines where they kind of just look at each other shrug and go yeah sure I'm not sure if they're like playing along with the joke or are legitimately uh, thinking yeah that's that's a good idea
2: <laughs> They're playing along I'm sure like they they, they, they I'm I listen I I will I will be on board for any like statement or insinuation that shit on the show is creepy, but like that, it's fine. They're just they're just humoring the kid.
0: Yeah, it's it's just again like a a situation where the way that lines are delivered in this show by se- like several of the actors, Everyone. honestly, is just very bizarre.
2: Yeah, but yeah, that's the that's that's the episode. Some. Characters we've never seen before, and I assume we'll never see again, hook up, and everybody else just kind of moves on with their lives. Um, So, the the thoughts on the episode, y'all?
3: I just wanted to say, uh, the outtakes during the credits included a couple of scenes of them filming fight scenes. Including a little bit Mm -hmm. of them going over the choreography for it, where they were, like, acting out how it was going to go. And I thought that was kind of neat.
4: Also apparently oh, yeah, the neat. the suit actor for Ashley grabs the uh, the butt of a pir- piranatron right at the end.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh uh I I'll, I'll say not not a great impression of for Turbo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I I don't want to sound like someone trying to make excuses for a bad show cuz this is a bad show. But like this is not one of their better episodes for the latter half of Turbo.
4: Yeah, the pacing I, I- for this episode was definitely off compared to others yeah
2: i sort and of
0: figured because it felt like one of those episodes where it's like well we gotta make something for this week
3: <laughs> And you want to know what the real yeah. damning thing is dustin what i watched this and thought well this is a lot better than the show was when i stopped watching
2: oh man honestly yeah this is better than the show was when you stopped watching but i feel like the show overall got a lot better after you stopped watching yeah
3: i uh, I will say not
2: not right when you stopped watching. Like, listen, you you ejected at a good time because there was still a whole lot of Tommy left. Uh, but I will say that when the cast change happened, the show picked up
3: almost immediately. Um, I will say I legitimately, like, no qualifications needed, truly enjoyed the bits of Cassie and Ashley being bitches to each other.
2: That that was fun.
3: Teen drama is. Shit, I am here for.
2: Yeah. I, I really like the new cast. I really, really do. And I'm glad that, like, most of them, that basically everybody except Justin is going to be sticking around for in space. I'm real glad.
3: Yeah, they seem uh, good.
2: I would, I, it would have really bummed me out to I get half a season of these guys.
0: Yeah. I, my impression of this episode was not nearly as
3: positive as Lexi's. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's let's be clear here. I'm positive, relative to the early parts of Turbo. <laughs> oh, that is that is damning with faint praise.
2: Uh, all right. Well, uh, unless anybody has anything else to add about the episode, I've got some listener questions. Sure. Ooh. Okay. Uh, from
3: Oh, hey, Michael Mike, Healy. If, hmm? if listeners have questions, is there a place they can send them?
2: Yes, uh, at TeensWithTude on Twitter, TeensWithTude at gmail.com is the email address, and Teenagers with Attitude is the Facebook group, uh, although I got these on my personal Twitter because I don't have access to all that stuff
3: that Zach has. Also, it's kind of a guerrilla recording, so, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I literally, two days ago, I was I went into the, the fucking uh, Discord channel that we have for on Playtest and was like, hey, I'm trying to find people to record a makeup episode of 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 TWA because we lost our buffer. Would any of y'all like back in? And I got I got Dustin and and Lexi and, and i had already grabbed Greg uh, before. So you know that's that's what's going on here. Um I'm like the so. seventh or
4: eighth Ranger in live.
2: <laughs> Honestly Greg it's actually been really nice having you uh ready to kind of step up when we're when we're short.
4: Oh yeah. It's always fun to be uh, a part of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh from at Michael Healy eighteen so, a recent Sentai, uh Kaito Sentai Lupon Ranger versus Kaisetsu Sentai Pato Ranger, uh which is a Sentai season I personally really liked but didn't finish. I need to get a break around to it. Uh it had a cops and robbers theme with a phantom thief team and a cop theme fighting each other and also aliens. Yeah,
0: that was one of the more, uh, more recent seasons. I've I've heard good stuff about uh that particular series.
2: Yeah, that was the season that unless I am misremembering came before the season that they are now adapting into the next season of Power Rangers. Um and the 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 question they're asking here is like so that season was was passed over, Power Rangers skipped it. Uh how smug are the execs right now feeling because they decided to skip the cop season. You know what? And like
0: <laughs> that's a fair, that's a
3: fair point. <laughs> yeah, they dodged a bullet on that one, y'all. Although to yeah. be fair I feel like it would hardly be the first... I mean, and we know for a fact it's not the first time, or and it probably be the last time, that they would take a um, Sentai series and just kind of throw out the original premise and do their own shit with it.
2: I feel like that would be hard to do with this particular setup just because of the way their, their costumes are so specific. Yeah. Like, you look at the Patch Rangers, and there's there's you can't see anything other than cops. Like, they are just cops. Yeah. And and the the Lupon Rangers are just like they're gentleman thieves and that's it. Like there's nothing else they can be. Um ha- having said that, again, I really liked what I saw of that season, and I have been mean to get back to it, but I mean, you know. And uh like yeah, having said that, like, yeah, they pro- probably feeling pretty glad that they went ahead and skipped the uh the season where half the team are cops and they are fighting each other.
3: To be honest, I'm honestly not surprised they skipped over it, like that seems like a lot of format stuff that they'd have to deal with that they just wouldn't want to.
2: I would really love to see Power Ranger, a Power Ranger season, though, where, where there are two smaller teams of Rangers and they are fighting each other in addition to the villains. Yeah, no, yeah, we, no,
3: I think that would be great. I don't think the kind of people who make a Power Rangers TV show want to fucking bother with all that shit.
2: Yeah, we
4: do almost get that in... Um, uh Ninja Storm. So a few seasons from now you almost get that.
0: Oh interesting. I've I have never heard anything about Ninja Storm. So that's that's interesting to know.
2: I'm I'm kind of excited to eventually get to the seasons that nobody talks about just to see what happens. Uh but okay. So that uh that was that. Um let's see. Uh from at our buddy Eric, our editor Eric. Uh, if you were forced to allow Michael Buffer to do announcements at one event in your life, what would it be? Uh, for reference, and he he included a YouTube because I wouldn't have known who this was. Oh. Uh, Michael Buffer is the let's get ready to rumble
0: oh, wow. guy. okay.
4: It's got me thinking, oh man. I know who it was as soon as I heard the name and I'm like, ooh, what would I have gotten him to do?
3: Esports hmm. commentary. Oh, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to uh, hear him commentate over a League of Legends match. I, I don't oh. think I want to hear him commentate because so I don't
0: think he. I don't think he the, does that. What I. I would like to hear well, the, him do, like the uh, the opening narration for like an anime fighting game, like rap well, match so start he, sequence.
2: So here's the thing. The question that Eric asked is. He's going to do announcements at one event
3: in your life. Oh, okay. oh
0: is the question? Life. I got distracted yeah.
3: by learning who this guy was. Yeah, yeah.
4: So think uh. of think of it as because Michael Buffer essentially introduces opponents for boxing and wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. So think of it as you're going to have one of the most grandiose entrances ever in your life for something. What would you you're, want? Yeah, you're going to have do? him
2: hype up something you're about to do or have done if you're if it's a past event. Oh gosh.
3: I'm just uh, going to say nothing. I don't want that kind of attention on me.
0: I've never done anything <laughs> interesting enough in my life to warrant
2: that. <laughs> again, again to reiterate the phrasing of Eric's question, you are being forced to choose something. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh. uh coming in that case, coming home from like grocery shopping or something. You can announce it to an okay. empty apartment.
2: Alright. Uh Greg, you got anything? Oh. I got something, but I want to go last. Uh.
4: I think probably the birth of my granddaughter.
2: Oh, that's
0: nice. That's
4: actually really touching. Yeah, that would have been pretty damn cool.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, Dustin. Oh gosh. Um, pro- <laughs> probably a uh, finishing editing a podcast that I've been putting off for too yes! long.
2: That's very good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, I want this guy to announce my funeral. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know him. You've been largely indifferent about him. And now in his final moments, here lies Mike.
1: <laughs> Introducing
4: the man who had the ponytail down to his ass. <laughs>
2: uh, so <laughs> uh, next question uh, from uh, from uh, Shenkun: which character's dad could beat up the other character's dad's? So I, I guess if the if, if, if we don't know any of these Power Rangers dads except for Justin's and he sucks, yeah. So I guess we're meant to infer like not which ranger would win in a fight, which ranger's father would win in like a dad battle royale. I guess a Dabble royale, if you will. Yeah, a, a dabble royale. Yes. Uh, my money's on Cassie. Honestly.
3: Yeah, I was thinking one of the girls. Um. Because they both yeah. seem pretty driven in the way that you would, you could infer that maybe they've got uh, really uh, driven parents. Cassie
2: seems like she doesn't take shit from anybody. So, I don't
4: know. I think that TJ's dad probably was a former former baseball player and
2: probably got into a few scraps. I think that might actually be the canon. I don't remember.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess if he's a if he's a. Former athlete and has access to baseball bats, he could probably fuck someone up in a dad fight.
4: And probably Carlos's <laughs> dad would like get touched and then would just fall on the floor gripping his shin like he's in absolute mortal pain. Cause Carlos plays soccer.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah I do not I d I don't I don't I don't have enough of a read on Ashley. I like
3: that we're just leading into the um common trope of parents and kids just being yeah. uh, mirrors of one another.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, but if the, I I mean, like the seasons are any on. indication.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, but it's like, listen, no matter what happens, Justin's
3: dad comes in last. He fucking sucks. Yeah. What if, okay, okay, okay. What if, what if the other dads just decide to come together to beat the shit out of Justin's dad? <laughs>
2: That could work. And listen, I know there's at least one listener out there who's going to point out to me that, like, it's canonical that Justin's dad knows karate and ran a karate school and taught Justin karate. I
3: don't care. His dad sucks. Listen,
2: His dad loses. White
3: guys who, like, teach karate are some of the most beat upable people in the world. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, from.
4: That's why I'm glad I don't teach karate.
2: <laughs> uh, from Rush of Nowhere urgent there is an owl in my home and he refuses to leave what do i do is he part of my family now any owl fact i could use to resolve this situation yeah i mean Fuck. just
0: make the owl your roommate that seems like the easiest solution yeah yeah
2: the, the owl is just your part of your family now that's just how it works like you, you hit the nail on the
4: head hey look at, at the very least you can finally figure out the mystery of the tootsie pop
2: that's true that is true uh like just, 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 be careful uh, about whether or not that owl is uh, is one of the owls of Gahul. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you might be in some trouble. But otherwise, it's like it's just fine. It's whatever. It's an owl. Uh, from uh, Nix Ferratu.
4: I bet the owl uh, is a hoot at parties.
2: Yeah. So this one actually kind of comes off the last episode. I think they might have gotten confused about what episode we were covering when I was asking questions for. Uh, assuming that the blue ranger has to be an ant. Uh, what would you use to make up an insect or
3: arthropod-based ranger team for the other colors?
1: Hmm,
0: D- definitely a scorpion for the uh, for one of them.
3: Green praying mantis, like it's the obvious choice, but it's yeah. also badass.
0: Oh yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's true. Uh, should
0: red be like ladybug?
4: I was going to say the praying mantis would have a have a unique fighting style for sure.
3: Yeah, I and mean, potentially a unique uh, costume design too. Like, yeah. yeah, I think that's the fun thing about an insect-based team is you've got a lot of options to play around with the suit silhouettes in a way that they don't normally yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: Black
2: Ranger's a Hercules beetle. They're the Bruiser. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I
0: really want one of one of them to be a scorpion, even though technically I think that's an arachnid. But
3: okay, no, scorpion is definitely the sixth Ranger, Dustin. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Because then it doesn't have to yeah. necessarily fit the theme perfectly. Yeah. Um, that, I, that, yeah. I want to see a dragonfly on the team. Oh,
4: ooh, that'd be cool. Pink,
3: that, pink ranger, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, the dragonfly can that be a
0: nerd character.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. And they should have a pink um, ranger nerd.
2: Yes. Yes, they should. Uh, so, yeah, I think we nailed it. I think we got it in one. Uh, okay. Uh, from uh, Alistair, since we're getting close to in space, what's your favorite piece of media set in space?
3: Oh, geez. All of media set in space. God damn. Whew. I'm going to do a joke answer that's
0: not not fully a joke answer, and it's Titan AE.
4: <laughs> God, it's been years right. since I saw that movie.
0: I, I still I have, have never a lot seen of it. affection for that movie. Um, and for the Eidolon connection, uh, Titan AE. Um, is a movie the one of the only movies where I bought the soundtrack um, on CD, and that soundtrack had a a song on it from Splashdown, <laughs> and I that was my favorite song on the album. So I was like, "Ooh, Splashdown's cool! I I want to hear more of their music," and that's how I came upon their o- other music, which included the song Iron Spy. <laughs> Which is oh. the name I use for the Eidolon I have on Eidolon Playtest.
2: All right. Well, for any any Eidolon fans, like, cool. Got a neat little origin story yeah, there. Yeah, so
0: Titan AE had more of an impact on my life than I might have initially imagined.
1: <laughs> hey,
2: the like, plenty of examples of, like, I was kind of into a thing once and got the the soundtrack, and the soundtrack's the part that actually stayed with me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah all right. Uh, Greg? Um, the,
4: this is gonna be a very deep cut 80s reference. And I have no idea whether anybody else would have even seen this, but there was a movie that came out called Explorers that had like River Phoenix as a, as this nerd with these huge spectacle glasses. And, uh, I think Ethan Hawke was in it. I can't remember the third actor for the life of me, but, uh, it was cool. They they took like a uh like a tilt a whirl and converted it into a spaceship. Like one of the characters was having dreams about this weird circuit board that the other kid designed and they made a spaceship out of this amusement park ride and went up into space and met aliens. I thought it was pretty cool for the time.
0: Huh. I've never oh, heard of this movie before. I really dig the poster though. It's a pretty good poster.
3: Yeah. What's it called again?
0: Explorers
3: Okay, cool uh, Lexi uh, I've been thinking about it There's a lot of like Shitty sci-fi B-movies That I genuinely deeply enjoy Set in space But I mm-hmm. think as far as Thing that has had the most impact on me As far as media set in space um, I'm going to have to go with The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet A book by uh, Becky Chambers which is nice. some of the best sci fi world building I think I've ever seen in media. Like, she has a really good approach to introducing alien species that feel genuinely alien while still being relatable. Nice. And mm-hmm. she just did a really good job of weaving in the lore of her setting without feeling like a bunch of exposition dumps. Nice. And also, like, it's just a story about a bunch of just random people finding each other and kind of creating a family for themselves out there trying to make a living. Cool. Uh,
2: so for mine, this is not going to be nearly as interesting or as deep a cut as anybody else's answer. I'm pretty basic, uh, but it's probably not going to surprise anybody who's been a long-time listener that uh, my most formative sci-fi thing... Was in high school, I like, got that big old black book that had the entire Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series uh, in one yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was that uh, that was something that really informed kind of my way of viewing the world and especially my sense of humor. Uh, I uh, fucking love me some Hitchhiker's Guide. I mean, I, I it's still that thing where like, man, book five's maybe a bit more of a bummer than it ought to be, but like otherwise, That's what Douglas like,
3: Adams himself
2: felt. Yeah, he sure did, and boy, he was right. Um, but like, yeah, I, I I love me some Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: Now that I've had some so, a little more time to think about it, my actual answer for this question, uh, is Farscape.
2: Yeah, that's okay. a good poll. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so let's see. Uh, two more questions, but they are related, and I'm I'm real glad that this uh person asked. I don't know if they knew. I don't think I said anything to indicate it, so I don't think they knew we were going to have a bunch of people from Eidolon on here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, from at Dice4, I say Dice because it's the word Dice, but they like put a Y in okay. there. Uh, what would Zordon and Alpha's Eidolons be? <laughs> God! <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh. Would Zordons, Zordon's just, just be like a headless heads, body? Oh, God, just- you're right. It's just called talking or heads. We'll just be called like, talking heads. Well, that'd be Zordons, yeah. I think. Well,
3: no, 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 that's the thing. Here's the thing. Zordon is Alpha's idol
0: You know what? Oh, You're right. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Alpha Alpha is a sentient robot that has an idol on and that's yeah, Zordon. Yeah,
3: he's a, he's a um fucking he's an inhuman. Inhuman, there it is. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We cracked it. All right. Well, here's here's the other question. Uh they actually apologized for that question being low energy and is like, let me do better. And uh so here's here's their here's their follow-up question. Uh Diva Talks drinks some human juice and gets her own Eidolon. Uh what is her Eidolon and how and what is her plan to use it to destroy the Rangers? Okay.
0: It's gotta be something pirate themed.
2: Flogging Molly?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Honestly, yeah, just the entire band, Flogging Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my no, ultimate listen. answer
2: was the Dropkick Murphys because, like, I'm I like all I know about like piratey stuff is like, yeah, there's a bunch of those like Irish punks. no no no. Listen, Flogging songs, Molly right?
3: sounds like a fucking badass idolon. I say we go with it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Rule one you know, of creating s- an Eidolon, does it sound good? Yeah, and I've actually seen
2: uh Flogging Molly in concert like three times. Because uh, before before the plague happened, uh, they would go on a Euro- U.S. tour uh, every spring, and in particular would land uh, around in my area every March. Uh, so it was a nice big like St. Patrick's Day kind of tradition that I'd go with some friends and go and fucking see flogging Molly. Uh, and it's like, they're a good band. They're a real good band. I love Yeah, them. And,
0: and, and because she already looks so much like, uh, Ivy from soul caliber, she's just using the virtuoso playbook and her Eidolon is just a whip sword.
3: Oh yeah. Hell yeah.
2: That works. Uh, but yeah. Okay. I think we nailed it. That's all the questions I had. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to go in order from most recent to least recent. Greg, Yes. Got anything you want to plug?
4: Uh, well, we've got Warren Beast on hiatus until the next season of Transformers: War for Cybertron comes out, which is supposed to be either late this year or early next year. Last I had heard, uh, the toy line is supposed to be hitting December first, so I'm assuming that the show is not going to be far behind. Uh, but aside from that, I don't have too too much going on right
2: now. All right, cool. Lexi, uh,
3: I'll let Dustin plug Idol on Rock, the the sh- the show that we're both on, and I will just plug a you know sort of side project podcast I've been doing with my partner Mikey. Uh, it's called Lore and Order. Um, we, uh, I learn about the uh, history of the Warcraft series, like the in-universe history. Um, we just finished talking about. The original Warcraft games, Warcraft one, two, and three, as well as the uh, failed adventure game that kind of bridged two and three, and uh, we've recorded a bunch of footage of me dipping my toes into World of Warcraft.
0: I oh, I no. highly recommend it. I've been having a lot of fun listening to it, and I'm very excited to to see you create a character because mostly because I want to know if my guess was correct for race and class <laughs> combo. <laughs>
4: Tides of Darkness oh, no. was the it's, first RTS I ever played.
3: Um, you God. can find that on... at uh, God, what is the URL? I think it's just soundcloud.com slash lore and order. Um, you can also follow okay. me at Tabletop Um Well, you can try. It's a locked account, but um, if you get in, you can find the link there.
2: Okay. I, I was, I was going to say, oh, no, in, in MMO, because, like... Like, you know, FF14 swallowed my soul. We oh, yeah. <laughs> actually got started on this recording a little late because I was too busy taking screenshots of my character. Oh,
3: <laughs> believe me, there is very little chance of me getting sucked into WoW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Good to know. Uh, and uh, so is that it for you, Lexi? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah. And check out on Rock. I'll let Dustin tell you about that one. All right, Dustin.
0: Sure, yeah. So uh, I'm one of the players on on Rock. Uh, Lexi is also a part of that podcast uh, uh, where we play a, a group of uh, Vegas gangsters turned anti-heroes running for their lives. Uh, it's a part of the Eidolon Playtest podcast, uh, which uh, is uh, where it basically... Uh, our friends Luke and Molly uh, have created a, a game system called Eidolon uh, and we are all playtesting it uh, to uh, try and break it as much as we can so they can make it better uh, and also create a, a good story while we do so uh, I've been having a ton of fun I think uh, both Eidolon Rock and Eidolon Pop have made some extremely different uh, but very fun stories so definitely check that out um, you can, uh, so, uh, follow, I think it's at Eidolon Playtest on Twitter. Um, yep. yes.
2: Yep. And it is, uh, also patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. Yep.
0: Uh, also you can, um, uh, one of my own podcasts, uh, that I'm, I'm still doing is Gotcha Journalism, a, uh, podcast I do with my friend Sierra about, uh, free to play gotcha games. Uh, we, it's, a. Uh, and eventually, where eventually, the thing is, eventually we're going to run out of interesting gacha games to talk about, because eventually they just all, uh, eventually you really start scraping the bottom of the barrel, uh, and it's just not fun to talk about. Oh, but that's the fun part, is when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so, uh, uh, eventually we're just going to end up turning it into a Fate Stay Night podcast, uh, because Sierra has threatened me with it, and... You know we're we're just gonna we're just gonna eventually do it, uh, but for now we're talking about gotcha games. I should have an episode about uh, uh, Honkai Impact Third and Genshin Impact coming out shortly. So yeah, check that out.
2: <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, so you can uh, find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit, and it, also you can hear me on Idle on Playtest. Uh, as as Dustin implied, there are. Two campaigns because there's uh, nine playbooks in that system and they want to test them all. So Luke has been running two campaigns in alternating weeks. Uh, there's Idol on Rock, which Lexi and uh, Dustin are on, and then there's Idol on Pop, which I and uh, a and, uh, regular member of this show, Fabi, are on. And it really does go to show, like, I think it is a sign of just how good of a job uh, Luke and Molly have done of making a flexible system because, holy cow, like, rock and pop are very, very different campaigns. Uh, the vibes
3: could not be more I, different.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, listen, it's a, it's a fun time, so head on over there, give us a listen, uh, and maybe, maybe support the Patreon? That'd be, that'd be nice. Uh, also, uh, speaking of uh, financial support, uh, AudioEntropy.com. Uh, at AudioEntropy is the Twitter. There is a link to our Discord there, but also the site has a donut button. And you can get in there and click it and donut some money to help uh, run the site. Uh, the the money will actually go to Lexi here so she can keep this thing running. And uh, it's, it's greatly appreciated. We know that there's like, you know, not everybody has money to burn uh, right now because the world is, you know, on fire. But if you got something to spare, like, hey... It'll help us out, and hey, if you don't have anything to spare, spread the word about the show. Tell them about this podcast. Tell them about our other podcast. Tell them about the network. Just word of mouth is like really, really, really valuable. And honestly, just it's 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 nice to see people like you know say, say nice things about the show.
4: And really helps our egos. The to, <laughs> to even go even further to what you're saying, Mike. The the community that's developed through all of the shows that that are on audio entropy have been it's it's just become so amazing how many yeah like how closely knit and how supportive they are especially with the extra life campaign that we had a a couple of weeks ago it was just amazing
2: yeah that was an absolute blast we raised like like i think like 1300 dollars for charity i
4: think it was right around there yeah
2: yeah and and like i said i mentioned it in passing uh at audio entropy is the network's twitter the pin tweet there is a link to our discord if you want to talk to other folks who like our shows and in some cases to us directly uh it's a fun time and uh sorry this is getting kind of rambly so i'd better wrap this up so thank you again to everybody uh who helped me like you know in this episode thank you to all three of you for like this was kind of a last second deal Uh, Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you, Dustin. And uh, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Greg. I've been Lexi. And I've been Dustin. And may the power protect you always.
1: Baru! Shark!